Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Well, come on and tell us, Johnny, what's the secret of success? You gotta take a tip. From the king of hip, cause you know that he's the Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS. Where does the pollen go? <laughs> wow. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike Dell, what is up? Larry, it's a very special episode of the LCS yeah. Hockey Radio Show. Our old buddy Mike L. from the Comic Book Syndicate will be joining us in a few moments. And maybe, just maybe, Cousin Brandon will show up at some point. So keep an eye on that switchboard. And uh, we'll eventually be talking about Grease 2. Yeah. Grease 2. Yeah. See, I'm interested. I'm really interested to hear your take because, you know, (laughs) I grew up with this movie. You know, when I was a little kid, this was on HBO all the time. I watched it all the fucking time. But you're like a 71-year-old man, and today was the first (laughs) time you've ever seen this movie. So I want to know what it's like for somebody who has no prior knowledge of this to witness it for the first time. So I I just watched moments before the show. and. When I called and I asked you uh, before the show here, we were chatting, and I said, how many times have you seen Grease 2, Larry? What did you say? I said probably 20 or 25 times. That is amazing. Maybe more. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe more. All right. Do you say – well, there's a caller. I'm assuming it's Mike L. I don't know, though. Yeah, he was going to call. He he just sent me a note. All right. All right, well, hold on. I got to get his I got to get his uh, scene music oh, ready. Oh. All right, here we go. Yeah. Michael loves. 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 This town needs an enema. <laughs> Michael. Yo, what's up? What's up, Michael? I, I got your theme two song. queued up on the computer. Let's go. Your theme song should have been uh, in Greece too. It should have been. You're right. Yeah. I would have gladly yeah, sang along and danced to it. 
It would have been great. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, well, well Mike L., thanks for joining <laughs> us on the big show. We will be talking Greece, too. You are very excited to yes, talk Greece, too. <laughs> now, Larry just said he has seen Greece, too, about 25 times. How many times have you seen this film? Oh, I saw it 25 times this week. <laughs> uh, no, 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 probably. Like, sorry, like, seriously, when I was a kid, I used to watch it. Oh, my God, I had to see it at least 100 times for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's how it was for me too. It was just like there wasn't anything else on, and I'll just right. watch it again. What the hell? Yeah, I found a lot of stuff on in my childhood. I didn't. I never watched <laughs> it. Not once. Well, you should I have been it. watching it because it's awesome. The thing uh, is, Mike, is yeah, like, I, was, I I just gotta say, I saw the I saw Grease two before I saw Grease one. Oh, okay. And I mm. love them both, but as the years went by, I did realize there was a huge difference between the two. But I still love yeah. Grease two. <laughs> well, I yeah. haven't seen Grease in a very long time. Uh, I, when I was a little kid, like three or four years old or whatever, I I saw it in the theaters. I I have a vague recollection of being in a movie theater with Grease. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because it came out in '78, so I'd have been like three years old. I just have a real like a uh, like a distant hazy memory of being in a movie wow. theater with Grease. And then I saw it maybe one or two other times, you know, when I was a kid. Um. But I I know it's our buddy the Ed's favorite film, Grease. Wow, <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I thought it was I thought Inside Shirley's Temple was. Oh well, yeah, that's his favorite, favorite adult film. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know I'm excited about Grease too, but should we save our Grease two talk for later? Is cousin is, yeah. is cousin Brandon coming on? Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna stall. Maybe we're just setting the table. We're just setting the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. it, it is Valentine's Day. Uh, Mike L and I, of course, are married to comic books. We don't have a, a <laughs> yeah. Larry has a lady. And what did you do for Valentine's Day with your lady, Nick? Larry, what did you do? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Is she okay with that? You want you? Oh yeah, she's yeah, she's not into Valentine's Day at all. Do you want to hear okay. the real conversation that happened last night here? Um, yes. Just to set it up real quick, like, we, we had Eaton Park last night for dinner, okay? So we got oh, a smiley okay. cookie. You get, like, a free smiley cookie when you when you go and pick up your food and shit. Oh, so I was eating the cookie, and I said to Nick, I'm like, I'm like, look at this shit. They're still fucking running with the fucking Valentine's Day theme on these cookies. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, well, yeah, but she's like, it's not even Valentine's Day yet. And then I said... Yeah, that's right. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And just for the record, I didn't get you anything, so suck on that, <laughs> asshole. And then she said, <laughs> she said, well, I didn't get you anything either, so you can go fuck yourself. And I was like, good, now we know where we stand. And that was a real conversation last night. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Man, where can I find a lady like that, anyway? Yeah. I'm telling you, she is the best. <laughs> also, but a huge okay. Grease Two fan. Way yeah, you really? got a much Grease Two fan than me. Wow! Wow! Why oh, is yeah, she on the yeah, show? Yeah. yeah, maybe she should. I, be I on don't the show. know. We could get her on here. <laughs> but, She's you know what? And if we do, we should also call GI Jolie up because she hates this movie with a passion. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god. She hates Grease One and she hates Grease Two even more. And then last week. I tried to show screen the movie for her again, and I also showed a friend of ours, Mara, and Mara told me it made her stomach turn. And then when she got <laughs> in the car with Jolie, she was even more brutal. She said that 
She was angry about the movie. She hated it so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. She was angry about the kids. film. <laughs> but cousin Brandon is a married fella, so he's out to dinner here on Valentine's Day uh, with oh, his lady. Man. Oh so bullshit. He should be home any minute now, and he said if he's still awake and sober, he'll try and call. So we'll just uh, we'll stall for time to see if he shows up, and then because sure. uh, Mike L, are you in a rush? You got anything to do? What's that? Are you in a rush, Mike L? Any time? Not, not even close. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting it done tonight. <laughs> no, no. You know it's funny. I'm I'm actually I, I you know. I'm what they call talking to this girl on um, a dating app, and I actually was brutally honest, and I told her exactly what I was doing tonight. I'm, I said I got myself a bottle of wine here. I'm <laughs> settling in to talk about Grease 2 on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She's going to message you back. <laughs> yeah, she's going like, to somehow right. ghost me, I think, because of this. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, bottle of wine, Grease 2. Now I'm good. I already have a best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, right. Well, until uh, Brandon shows up, which I'm doubting, I doubt he will. Uh, let's talk uh, some uh, other movie news. Michael, you sure, have comic yeah. book kids. You went and saw. Uh, I, what is the official title of this film, Michael? That you saw? <laughs> well, it formerly was Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, okay. and then it opened up lower than Jonah Hex. And so then they immediately changed the title to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Like, why would, did they Did they really? Other... Yeah. Yeah. They the yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Well, it, it's because um, Margot Robbie is a producer, and she didn't want to, I guess, like, have all the attention on herself. So she well, tried nice to make it like, like a – what's that? I mean, that's nice of her, but really. Yeah, I know. Is. Well, I know. It's bad marketing, though. Like, no one really knows what Birds of Prey is. And then you've got this 15-word title with Harley Quinn as the last two words. Like, that's no way to market a movie, right? So They should have just called it Harley Quinn. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Are we, are we really at the stage, though, where Margot Robbie's producing things? Yeah. Apparently, yeah, apparently. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right. I never. Oh, so it's Harley Quinn. For those kids out there, Michael, who don't know what Birds of Prey are, would you like to explain it? Yeah, well, it's funny because I've never actually read a Birds of Prey comic, but I'll just give you my from my limited knowledge of what it is. It's uh, it's a team of uh, superhero or superheroines um, consisting of the Huntress, uh, Black Canary, and Oracle. Originally, I believe. Okay. Oracle is the former Batgirl, uh, Barbara Gordon, who was, of course, crippled by the Joker, right? So she was in a so wheelchair. She's in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. And then it was Black Canary, who I think most people know. And then, um, she, and then Black uh, Canary Hunter. of the fishnet stockings that right, made me a right. man as a young boy. Yeah. Right. And then, and then the it was the Huntress, which is the and Mike Dell, you're familiar with this term, the post-crisis Huntress. Okay. <laughs> yes. So this is the daughter of the mafia boss. Uh, Helena Bertinelli and then the pre-crisis Huntress was the daughter of Batman and Catwoman so when they made the TV show in the 2000s or the 90s or whatever they used that version of Huntress 
And okay. I, I never saw the show. I don't know if it was good or not. It probably wasn't. But in this movie, it's the post-crisis Huntress. So, yeah, she's the daughter mm-hmm. of a mafia boss. And did you say that mafia boss's name is Valerie Bertinelli? No, 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 no. No, her right. name is Helena Bertinelli. And Uh-oh. the mafia boss, I can't remember his name. All right, fair enough. All right, so those are the birds of prey. And so in this film, Harley Quinn, the Joker's, uh, you know, side piece there, she's like, what is she doing? Uh, Side piece. (laughs) She's putting together. (laughs) She's putting together a. uh, Well, she really has. I mean, she loves him, but he's running around with everything, right? He's he's getting it done, and then Harley's just along for the ride. Like, I don't think Joker's in love with Harley Quinn, right? Not Well, not really, right? It's supposed to be an abusive relationship. That's the idea. <laughs> yes. Um, <sighs> so she has to put together these uh, lady heroines to help her fight a crime boss. Is that what this film is about? Funny enough, no. It's okay. <laughs> the, the, the birds of prey are kind of parallel. Like, they don't really become the birds of prey until the end of the movie because what ends up happening is <laughs> – That's uh, the worst. Yeah, Huntress <laughs> – Huntress, um, Cassandra Kane, who's Batgirl too, uh, Cassandra Kane, Huntress, Renea Montoya, and Harley Quinn all work together, but only like everyone except Harley Quinn and Cassandra Kane become the birds of prey at the end. Harley just goes off on her own. So yeah, okay. it's a very confused movie to say the least. Because huh. Larry, you you always love it, Larry, when there's a superhero movie or TV show and they don't put on the costume until the very end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did Netflix make this movie? <laughs> yeah, you must have loved Daredevil, then, eh? Oh, I do love Daredevil. Just you know, mm-hmm. put him in the fucking costume a little quicker. I know. Well, I guess it don't matter now, but yeah. So. uh Birds of Prey, the film. Uh, what's your take on it, there, Mike? When we talked yesterday, you didn't seem too enthused about it. No, like uh, I thought it was a very um, like choppy, inconsistent film. Like, and apparently, well, after the movie was finished, it's one of those ones where the studio panicked and reshot a bunch of scenes and recut it. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what it feels like. It feels like. It's it's like you're watching the movie and it's a complete mess, and then all of a sudden for 20 minutes it'll be decent, and then it'll be a complete mess, and then it'll be decent again. So I think what's happened is they had the movie done, and then they're like, oh shit, okay, you know what, this sucks. Let's make it more like Deadpool. Oh wait a minute, Joker, <laughs> you know, Joker just made a billion dollars, so let's add in a bunch of f bombs and some violence, you know, to make it R-rated. And that's basically it's just them kind of, you know, following the trends as they go through, you know. Yeah, so they made it R-rated. Yes, they did. See, that's the thing is, like, in my opinion, Harley Harley Quinn's biggest fans are probably, I'm assuming, teenage and teenage college age girls, right? Yeah, yeah. And Larry's. Forty-year-old shut-in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but you know, we know that we're going to go see it. But it's like, if you want to attract that growing audience of girls that like cosplay as Harley Quinn and they play the video games, then you don't make it R rated, right? That's just stupid. Yeah. So that is dumb because like you said, that is their audience. They want teenage girls at this movie and now you're just pretty much eliminating your audience. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it seemed when I checked Rotten Tomatoes it seemed to be getting good reviews. That's what's confusing is the critics seem to think it was pretty good. Um and then 
And then once it came out, like it just tanked. Like it, like I said, it made a like it didn't bomb, but it made it uh, for a for a superhero movie. It made it only made like thirty three million on its opening weekend, which is really low. So especially yeah. coming off the success of Joker, you know, it's a really big disappointment. And but, what was the budget? Any idea what the budget was? I'm guessing it was, it was fairly low. It was like ninety million, oh. right? So it oh, probably made money, but but I'll tell you when the credits rolled, uh, Bex Luther she looked over at me and said, "That was the best movie I've ever seen." So, <laughs> what? You know, who knows, right? Yeah, there's no accounting for taste, so <laughs> well, yeah, I can't. Well, you know, I can't comment, not to discredit Bex Luther's uh, movie criticism, but it seems like every film you guys <clears throat> review is her favorite film ever. That's Jeez, true. Do you want you want a a uh, like a, a scathing indictment of Birds of Prey? Uh, Kevin Jank, our resident uh, you know fill-in co-host and movie expert, who went to see Avengers: Endgame at the theater at least sixteen times, refused <laughs> to go see Birds of Prey. I asked him last Friday, "Did you go see Birds of Prey?" And his answer was, "Fuck no." That was it. I'm not bothering <laughs> with it. Okay. All right. Yeah, Mike, Mike yeah. Al, you, you you know our buddy Kevin Jank. He he reviewed the Hulk issue with us. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we should he, uh, let's talk about let's talk about the everything. elephant in the room. But let's talk All about right. the elephant in the room right now, Larry. When are you going to be on Flea Market Fantasy? I don't know. That's what I want to know. First off, come on. First off, I haven't really ever been asked to be on Flea Market Fantasy. <laughs> and, and two, all the time. No, you don't ask me all the time. You just say, Larry, you got to come on the show. But there's no like, hey, Larry, what about two weeks from now? We, you know, we got somebody <laughs> next week, but then the week after. But here's the other thing: is like I don't really read comics. Like I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do. Like I'll be like, yeah, it was good. Did you see the way they drew his arm? It was fucking great. <laughs> well, well, I don't want to. I don't want to comic and you read it, right? I don't want to pull back the curtain, my go. But Larry's just lying. When I asked him, I said, Larry, please do flea market fantasy. You know what he told me? He said. He said he hates Canadians. <laughs> oh, I'm I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> the truth comes out. Um, but Larry, there has, to, there has to be some comic book you read as a kid, Larry, that you just love. I like. I can't remember like one specific issue that I love as a kid. All right. Like, well, maybe what about the, Venom? Well, I thought you guys were only doing seventies and eighties. Yeah, but yeah. Venom first appeared in like '87, I think. Yeah, '87, '88. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll look into it. We'll look into it. Right. <laughs> He's never going to do it because <laughs> he hates people. Canadian. will look into it. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, um, yeah, next week, New Mutants on the flea market fantasy. Look for that. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's like the X-Men, right, but so... worse. <laughs> the X-Men, but younger. All right, so uh, what else? Uh, going? Oh, Larry, the New Mutants movie, April 7th. It's coming out, April 7th. Yeah, super oh. cool for that. Yeah, me too. Actually, hey, I Larry, got a question. I didn't even know. Oh, oh sorry, okay. go ahead. Well, go ahead, Michael, go ahead. I was going to say, I got a question. I'm surprised we didn't mention this. Does anyone here watch the Oscars? Well, fuck no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I watch them, I, wa- I went out of my way to go to the theater and see every single movie Nominated for Best Director, Best Screenplay, or Best Picture. Holy hell. Why? Yeah. Well, because <laughs> it's a good cross-section of, uh, of movies that you might not usually see, right? And I'm usually not disappointed. Mm-hmm. So 
And that way, when All I right, watch and? the awards, I, I can accurately, you know, give my predictions or my hopes of what I think should win. So, did did I ever ask you what you thought of Joker? I thought it was better than most superhero movies, but not nearly as good as some people think it is. You know, like it doesn't, yeah. it does not deserve to be nominated for Best Picture. That's for sure. Yeah. What do you think? It's so fucking boring. It's so boring. <laughs> I did not like. I Phoenix is great in it and everything, and it's it's not a bad movie, but it's just so dull. Like it just burns so slow, and then the payoffs like mediocre. Like all right, oh big deal. Like okay, I don't know. I was I was definitely <laughs> underwhelmed with it. I just thought like to me, you know, it's obviously a, a remix of two or three different Martin Scorsese movies, right? Like Taxi Driver, King yeah. of Comedy, and maybe maybe some, maybe like After Hours. Not really. Not, no, why did I even say that? That's ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> throw, you know, uh, Gangs in New York in there. No, but um, it, What about it's Rocky just, and Bullwinkle? Um, yeah, Rocky? there you go. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. it's, just, it's just so obviously a, a kind of second-rate comedy director just doing his version of a Scorsese film. But for, for comic book fans that don't watch anything but Marvel and DC movies, they go see that and they're like, this is a masterpiece. It's commenting <laughs> on society, blah, blah, blah. And they, but it's because they don't watch anything else, right? They've only seen three or four movies per year, and to them, this is like high art. But it's really just <laughs> kind of a, a an imitation of high art, you know? So, All right. Yeah, yeah, I like that. yeah, that's a good description of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see oh, Parasite, Michael? Yes, I did. And explain the premise but, of this movie to me, because <clears throat> everybody's uh, well, like, without, oh, without, "You think it's a okay, horror without, movie, but it's not." No, it's not. No, like without spoiling it, um, it's about a family of, um, well, I guess you could say lower lower class people um, who are kind of struggling to find work. Um, one of them gets a job. I can't remember who the first one is. I think it's, it's the first person, the tutor. I think. Yes. Okay, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, this young teenage or college age son gets a job tutoring, um, a st- like a young, you know, ten year old student uh, in a rich family, and then mm-hmm. through talking to them, he figures out that they also need, you know, they need a driver, and then they also need a how- like a maid, and then they also need something. Uh, I can't remember what the other one is. Um, a baby? No, not a babysitter. <clears throat> Is it? Oh, an art therapist. And so, okay. and, and so they basically they basically trick the family into over the course of you know a few scenes, firing all of the other people and slowly replacing them so that all four people in the family are working for the rich family, but the rich family doesn't realize that they're all related. Uh-huh. And so, so that's that's why the the title of the film is Parasite. The idea is that this lower class family are parasites in the upper-class families. But then as the movie goes on, it develops from there. But that's just the premise. But it's really, really good. Oh, is it a comedy? No. There are parts, <laughs> there, yeah, there are parts that are funny, but it's more, it's more, like, a, it's more like a thriller, comedy, uh, horror. <laughs> it's not really horror, but like suspense, you could say. Here, here's like, one thing. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, I was just going to say, but this is, but I, I, you know, in previous, I didn't even realize it was the same guy. But I've also seen the host, and I also saw Okja, 
a couple of years ago, the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, where it's about a mutated pig that uh, <laughs> it's set a couple of years in the future. It's about this mutated pig that gets taken away to be slaughtered, and this young uh, Korean girl, I guess, follows the pig you know, all the way to America to a meat factory to try and rescue it. And that was like a really good straight-to-Netflix movie. Um, but, yeah, so this guy's been around for a while, obviously. He also did Snowpiercer, which I didn't see. But, yeah, I can't remember his name, uh, the director. But, anyway, he's a good director. I, I did not like Snowpiercer. <laughs> I did oh, really? Like I, I didn't see it. Either. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll have to yeah. check it out. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> the problem with Parasite, I noticed, though, lately, is now – when you go on Twitter, all these assholes are like, I've been watching Korean films for 30 <laughs> years. Here's what you like, should be watching. Don't, oh, and it's like, bull, you, you never when you watched say, a Korean When you say movie. all these assholes, Larry, do you mean Cousin Brandon? Because I saw it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I see it out there. That's all I'm saying. I see it out there. Mr. Nipster. You guys, you should be watching more Korean films. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. You you okay. weren't watching Korean films. <laughs> you weren't. All right. So what what else impressed you this season, there, uh, Michael, in the Oscars? Oh, this has actually been a really really good year for movies. Like, um, obviously, The Irishman, that was an excellent mm-hmm. film. I know some people complained about it, but I thought it was great. Um, I loved Martin it. Martin Scorsese is probably my, yeah, he's probably my favorite director and. You know, I mean, I think everyone went in expecting Goodfellas 2, and that's not what it was, but I thought it was still really good. Like, it was obviously much slower pace, but, I mean, I think Joe Pesci deserved to win Best Supporting Actor, which he didn't get, but... He's so know, good in that like, movie. Yeah, and he's completely different from, you know, any of his other characters. That's what's great about him, but he's yes. so subtle, right? Yeah, very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who... Uh... Larry, uh, Joe Pesci's good buddies with Mario Lemieux, apparently. No shit. Yeah, because I read a story. Uh, I think Josh Yoey, maybe it was a story he shared uh, in one of his mailbag columns. They asked him if he has any you know, funny stories or something. And he said uh, Joe Pesci was hanging around to meet the team because he's buddies with Lemieux and Chris Letang. I know, Mike L., these names don't mean anything to you because you don't know hockey. I've, I've heard of Mario Lemieux, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chris Chris Letang saw him standing back there, and he went over and started talking because he loved his character in uh, Goodfellas, and he's like, you know, I was so sad when he died. And uh, Joe Pesci slapped him on the shoulder and said, it's all right, kid, I lived. (laughs) 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 That's pretty good. Well, there you go. There's your Joe Pesci story. Hey, well, Jank has his hand up. You're you're talking Oscars. He might want to chime in with this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, bring him on. Jank. Hey, what's up, guys? Kevin J. I actually didn't put my hand up, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> oh all right. Bridgeport says you did. I'm here anyway. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> well. Do you want me to put you back on quiet. hold? <laughs> oh, whatever you guys want. <laughs> well, uh, how do you feel about the the Oscar season, Jank? Did you watch any of those films that got nominated? Yeah. Yeah, I saw most of them, uh, I would say. Um, I think the only big one that whatever Antonio Banderas was nominated for, I'm not sure what that was. I'd never even heard of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike Dale, did you see Antonio Banderas movie? No, I didn't see that one. Cause, well, because he was I, – I only see – I try to watch all the ones nominated for picture, screenplay, or director, and that one was only nominated for actor, so I just didn't see it. Right, yeah. What's it called? Pain and Glory, right? <laughs> Something like that. I think that, so. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Jake, well, what like about Michael Bay rock movie? <laughs> what about Grease Two, Jank? Did you watch the Grease Two? <laughs> I did. I watched that oh. today. Oh, the highlight of my life. Let me yeah. tell you. Yep. All right. Well, hang around. Maybe uh, Brandon doesn't show up. We'll you'll discuss Grease Two. He ain't showing up. <laughs> he, Brandon's too busy watching Korean films. He can't make it to the end. <laughs> Plus, he's he he's already all the South passed Korean. out. Yeah, it is after nine o'clock. There's no way he's still awake. Yeah, he's never. Uh, yeah, he's already way drunk. So hey, what about? I gotta ask you guys. What about? Did anyone see Marriage Story? No, I did. It, it, oh, Jake saw it. I thought it was the best movie here personally. Really? Yeah, I, I thought it was so good. And I mean, I don't usually like Scarlett Johansson, but she was great. And of course, <laughs> I loved. Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, aka Adam yeah. Driver, he was excellent. Yeah. He was pretty good in there. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, the performances were great. I don't know if I love the movie overall, but <laughs> the performances. Did were he amazing. talk like Kylo Ren? Pretty much. Yeah. Like he has that <laughs> voice. Too, got that, that voice modulator. Voice, yeah, yeah the, they even had the Knights of Ren in Marriage Story. It was really weird. They managed <laughs> to squeeze them into the story. Yeah. yeah. Strange. They finally explained who they are. So he never did. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and what was it? Johansson also nominated for supporting actress as well, or something? Uh, yeah, I, or I think I think lead actress. Yeah. No, she, well, she was both. For, yeah, she was nominated for Jojo Rabbit as uh, supporting. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. That's impressive. That movie I, I love. Wanna, yeah. Oh, I, I love Jojo that. Rabbit. That movie is so good. I'm not gonna so spoil good. it, but oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who don't know what the fuck it is, like me, uh, is that the one where the kid has an imaginary friend who's Hitler? Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Great. <laughs> Heck, I'll watch Taiki or that. whatever his name is directed it. Yeah, yep. uh, Taiki Watiti. I can't pronounce his name, but yeah. Yeah. He's pretty yeah, cool. I like that dude. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and the kid in that movie was great. Oh, excellent. A lot of excellent. child actors are terrible, but this kid was great. Who is terrible? Yeah, I don't like most child uh, actors. Almost every, <laughs> most, oh, most every child actor. actors. 99% yeah. of them. It's yeah. like you've never even seen Gary Coleman. I don't know what the hell he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> well, he said most. Gary Coleman wasn't right. included in that. Yeah. All right. He's the shining star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Mike L., we were going to start doing a bit where we just watch Gary Coleman movies on the show, but we can't find them. It's hard, they're hard oh. to find. <laughs> really? Yeah, Wait a minute. I didn't realize yeah. there were Gary Coleman movies. Oh, oh yeah. In the, in the early 80s. There no, there's a lot. Gary. Really? But, like, they're not yeah, streaming yeah. anywhere. Yeah, it's so weird. They're buried. Yeah. I want to like, like him. Watch Gary Coleman. <laughs> you know what? I, if I were if I were like a millionaire or a billionaire, I would actually dedicate my life to distributing made-for-TV movies. You know what I mean? There's a whole lost yes. world of made. Like you know, you want to talk about Valerie Bertinelli? There you go, right there. She's got a hundred <laughs> of them, right? Start with her. Yeah. Start go. with her. Yeah. Judith Light. Burning bed. <laughs> yeah. Remember the uh, Tracy Thurman story? All those TV moms. The Tracy? The Tracy I don't know what who? that is. 
Tracy Thurman uh, story. It was it started. Uh, what's the girl from Facts of Life? The tomboy Joe, I think her name was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nancy she McKeon. A, yeah, she played a real person named Tracy Thurman who was in an abusive relationship, and it was it was a story. The the real story actually changed like um, domestic abuse laws in the U.S., but it was like a really really good movie. And like oh, wow. we watched it in <laughs> class in high school and like everything. Yeah, like it was awesome. But anyway. <laughs> What about the Terry Fox story? Oh, Terry Fox. I'm Terry. You guys know Terry Fox? Yeah, uh, they made a movie about him. Oh, okay. In his story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what Which about Mr. you guys Show remember? Went on to kind of mock. What's that? Mr. Show kind of mocked that movie in a sketch. <laughs> Do you remember that, Mike? Oh, Bell? really? No. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, I, I don't know. The one with uh, where you know uh, David Cry, his parents are you know mentally challenged and that oh. sort of thing. And oh. he keeps running, yeah, like that. <laughs> it made me that's kind of a mock of the sponge and dice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Isn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm strong like the Hulk. <laughs> it's very funny. Though. You gotta, you gotta watch it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike L. So, what you said, a Marriage Story is your favorite film of the year, then? Yeah, I would say I think it's the best. Yeah. And uh, Jank, yours was Grease too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that would have been great if, totally. after like thirty years, it was nominated for Best Picture in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> it should be. So, sorry, we forgot about it these last thirty years. Uh, yeah. It's the movie that Ed keeps saying should be nominated every year. New Jack yeah. City. Something like that. That is a good movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. A- any other movies we should go watch, uh, Mike L., from the Oscar nominations that you saw? Um. Oh, shit. There's probably something I'm forgetting. Um. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of good ones. I think we covered the very best ones. Like, I personally, I did not think Ford versus Ferrari was, you know, it was good, but not great. Yeah, um, I agree. Joe, like, a, yeah, like it was okay, but it was great. Like I said, Joker was overrated. Uh, I thought Little Women was good. What? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't even see that one. <laughs> no, it was good. It was, it was surprisingly good. And like, uh, what's her name? Greta Gerwig. I think she's actually a really good director. You know, I'm, I'm, what's her name? Sir Sharonin. I'm obsessed with her now. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. She's your Oscar. She's a looker. Hey, was it Frances Pugh nominated for uh, Oscar? Oh, she was great, yes. And she's also really good in that movie, um, Midsummer. One of my favorite uh, movies of the year. Yeah. I love She was pretty Midsummer. solid over there. I love that movie. Yeah, it's so good, eh? That that's on Amazon Prime, Mike Dell, if you want to watch Midsummer. <laughs> Wait a minute, Mike we... Dell, didn't you didn't you hate uh, hereditary? Oh fuck yeah. yes. Well <laughs> yeah. same director, so I think you'll love Midsummer. <laughs> Eighth. Well, I hate hereditary. hereditary, but I love Midsummer. Okay. What a what a kick in yeah, the balls so. Hereditary was. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> chubby bird. Okay, what about did you guys ever see um the lighthouse? The lighthouse uh, with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Is that based that on the Virginia Woolf novel? No, I don't. I don't think so. No. Okay. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Will Will Dafoe. Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I love that movie. It was good. Never heard of 
Same director that is didn't win. It's uh, shot in black way? and white, and they shot it in like yeah. four or three or something like that. So like half the that's screen right. was just cut off. It was it was weird. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds it. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing when I go to a movie, the one thing I really enjoy is not seeing an entire screen of image. That's what what I do like you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, what do you mean they cut it off? What do you mean? Oh, well, at least when I saw it in the theater, like it was. It was basically cropped to be a four-three ratio, which is kind of like a cell phone ratio almost. So like the well, edges no, of the that, screen were just not there at all. It was just well, not yeah, used. that that was a, a cut, like that was intentional, obviously. Like they they cut yeah, everything off. Yeah. They just yeah, they just cut it in a four-by-three format to make it look like an old old movie. I think. Yeah. I assume. I don't know. Yeah, God. I wasn't feeling what, it. What are the I mean, if you like Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe party, out. <laughs> And Robert Pattinson jerking off. Robert Pattinson, I'm way out. Like one, <laughs> Michael, where where are you where are you falling on this Robert Pattinson as Batman? Because I saw the pictures of him yesterday in the bat suit, and I want to punch him in his bat jeans. Okay, I ain't buying you this know where I am? You know where I am? He loves okay, Robert. I, uh, I started the trend of hashtag Team Pattinson. Okay, that's <laughs> where I am. Okay, <laughs> I don't get it. I love me some Robert. Are you Pattinson. still on board? Hmm? Are you still on board? Because I was, oh, I was giving him a yeah. chance, but I, yeah, like this, it wasn't shot of him. Not yeah, like the test, the test footage wasn't didn't blow me away, but I thought it was fine. You know, his head. I don't know why they call it doesn't test footage. Fit in the cowl. <laughs> I think that was They're an illusion. How to not show the actual suit at all? <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, it was to be honest, it was weird test footage. Yeah, like they didn't really show his ears. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Kind of looks know. like Daredevil. Look he nice did. That's, I, I thought it was Daredevil at first. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Good Christ. I don't get it. I don't understand any of it. <laughs> I watched Doctor Sleep last weekend. Hey, you I, did it. I thought yeah. it was pretty good, but I, it's not in the same league as The Shining, but it was pretty good. Yeah. that's Yeah, I agree. Like, it's a good, solid movie. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the ending's kind of terrible. I'll be honest with you. Like, yeah. Uh, once he gets back to the Overlook, it really gets shitty. But at the same time, I'm like, real quick. But they're back at the Overlook again, so I'm gonna let them pass on it, even though it's terrible. <laughs> at least I get to see the hallways and the doors and all that kind of shit again. But like. Yeah, you know, see, that was a big change from the book where it's like in the first book, like the hotel gets destroyed, like it blows up and burns down and shit. So there's just like a trailer right. park there now, like a campground. Uh, yeah. So in this movie, they when they go back there, it just really felt like they're trying to be like, hey, remember this? Remember this? And yeah, like, oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the scene with him and his dad, you know. I thought that was that. I thought yeah. that was a good scene. I, I enjoyed that. But I thought like when they got to the very end and then the ghost showed up and they were all uh-huh. like just one big tag team of like ghost gang. I was like, oh, God, yeah, this is fucking yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah, like Kevin said, that was that was the only that was the stuff that was not in the book. Right? I haven't read the book, but apparently that whole ending was completely different, right? Yeah, very different, and it didn't feel earned. Like, what happens to Dan doesn't make sense. Like, he just kind of dies for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Like, I'm going to well, sacrifice myself. Don't need to. 
The other thing too is like I, I don't know. I mean, I, I actually I really like Mike Flanagan, but I've seen like almost all of his movies. But I find that all of his films tend to do two things wrong. They overexplain everything, <laughs> and and they also kind of linger way too long on certain things. Like in this movie, that shot of the guy um, playing Jack Nicholson. You know, the, the kid who played Elliot in E.T. Mm-hmm. He's actually yeah. yeah he's going to play Jack Nicholson, but it's like if they would have just had him in there for like a minute, or had the camera really far away, but it's like the camera was right up in his face, and you're sitting there going, okay, wait a minute, is that CGI? Is it stock footage? Oh, it's an actor, but it's like so close that instead of being absorbed in the story, you're just looking for flaws, right? You're lo- you're yeah. analyzing the, the special effects, so that's something I think was a huge, that was a huge mistake. I thought of so all that, the actors that was Henry playing Thomas? the old parts. Yeah. I, I thought he was probably the one who looked the least like Jack Nicholson. But the other okay. one, like, they all were great. <laughs> like, yeah. the one who was playing Wendy, like, she had the voice down. I felt bad for her. The oh, yeah. She act as terribly as Shelley Duvall. <laughs> she, yes, exactly. I thought so, too. I'm like, she's intentionally trying to act badly in this movie because fucking <laughs> Shelley Duvall's terrible in that movie. <laughs> But even her mannerisms were really spot on. That that lady did a good job. I don't know who that lady right. is. Yeah. She was good. Yeah. Guy that playing Dwayne yeah. Crothers' part was good. Yeah, yeah he, was he was good. good. He was his good. Vo- his voice was close. He's a little yeah. fatter. Yeah, he had like. But I guess he would be fatter now. though. I guess he would be fatter. <laughs> he was a cook. Yeah, like, like <laughs> oh, yeah, like overall, he was definitely out. good, but. When you're like, it's like no one can really direct a movie like Stanley Kubrick, so it's hard to, you know, yeah. I guess. That's why I'm giving it a pass. Like, it's just a solid enough movie with elements of The Shining, which is probably my all-time favorite movie. We wove in enough where I was like, all right, I I liked it. It was a good (laughs) follow-up. What else has Mike Flanagan directed? The giant from Twin Peaks in it. Really? Yeah, he was that old grandpa guy with the with the vampires. Oh, I didn't even realize that, huh? Yeah, that's I didn't even him. realize that that was him, huh? Um, Mike what? L. What? Yeah. What else has Mike Flanagan directed? He did uh, Gerald's Game, which was a oh, I watched Stephen that. King. That wasn't bad. Yeah, that was, ter- that was terrible. I thought it was good, <laughs> except except for the last. Like, it was all right. I mean. All right. Except for the last, again, except for the last 10 or 15 minutes where they ex- over-explain everything. Like the whole, the first, you know, 90 minutes of the movie were great, I thought. But then the last 10, 15 minutes were bad. Um, he also did um, Oculus. Yeah, oh, I, liked Oculus. I like that movie. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. And then he did, uh, he did, okay, this is a sequel, but he did Ouija, the, what was it? I can't remember what it's called, like The Beginning or something. It was like... It was a prequel I, I movie. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely saw it. I thought it was it. good. I'm, I thought it was I've really seen good. Most I of the scary. Ouija board movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and is it the one? It, it's the one. Not to interrupt. It's set in the past. Is it's it set, the like, one where like the, the, the there's like a woman who's a medium, but she's a phony? Right. Right. That's the okay, one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, Origin like that of Evil. That's what it's called. Yeah, it was good. Yes, that, that's I, solid. I just like the fact that there's more than one Ouija board movie. <laughs> oh, there's at least yeah. 10, 12, 15 of them. 
there's a ton of Ouija board movies. I've seen most <laughs> yeah. of them. Don't forget which experiment. Yeah, we, I just watched Witchboard probably like two weeks ago on Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to do a Witchboard episode, okay? Coming up soon. <laughs> right. Yeah. <Anyway. laughs> it stars uh, Patch from Days of Our Lives and Connie Katane. I don't know who any of those people are, but I've seen the movie many wow. times. Yeah. Tony, Tony well, Tawny Katane is the girl from the White Snake video, like all, you know, slutting up oh, on the yeah, car or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, and the right. and the like the real smug pretentious guy. Yeah, in, the in Witchboard. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, he he was on a uh, a soap opera. I don't know if you guys have Days of Our Lives in Canada, but he was a big <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, staple could, on that show. Him. Yeah, we can watch American. Do you remember oh, the guy yes. with the eye patch? No, I've never seen it. I'm just saying we have. Access oh, okay. To it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if they. I, I didn't know if that was just a U.S. thing or if that went worldwide or whatever, but. Yeah, I just up watched there that. It's called Days of Our Lives, A. Eh? A? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one more thing that Clay oh. has done is he did a TV show, uh, the, ha- the Haunting of Hill House. Oh, Anyone? on Netflix? Anyone? Yeah, like a mm-hmm. year ago or two years ago, yeah. Yeah, like that. T- it was 10 episodes. Right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was solid. See, that's a show where. It the, like it's the first three or four episodes scared the shit out of me, and then it was like <laughs> one bad episode, and then a couple good episodes, and then the last episode over-explained everything and made it not scary. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it for a while, so I barely remember it. But I I remember enjoying it though. Like I was like, yeah, this is yeah. solid. So yeah, that guy does yeah. good stuff. I like his stuff. Yeah, he's definitely solid. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I also watched last weekend uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was okay. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I hated it. It's not <laughs> – yeah, I, I remember Jank hated it, but hey, I don't hate it. I thought Mysterio was cool enough in it and stuff, and th- th- there was moments, but, yeah, I, you know, there's not – I could take it or leave it, really. It was fine. Yeah. I like the stuff yeah, with Peter <laughs> Parker and Happy Hogan, where it was kind of you know talking about Tony's legacy and that kind of stuff. That stuff was interesting, but all yeah. the rest of it, like the class trip and all that stuff, was just so painful to get through because none of those yeah. characters were any interesting at all. No, no anyway, I think the yeah. first, the whole, the, for the whole first half of the movie was just yeah, it was just trying too hard and just wasn't funny. It didn't click. I think that nope. the twist with uh, Mysterio that was cool when you find out. That, I mean, obviously, I kind of knew he was going to be a bad guy, but the, like, the whole yeah. twist of him tricking him was at least interesting. And then the last half of the movie was better, but yeah, overall, it was just kind of average with a good twist. Yeah, I like the one part where Mysterio is kind of like uh, messing with his mind, and it was kind of like when you fight the Scarecrow in the Arkham games a little bit. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Oh, he's giant now and stuff like that. That part was cool, but then the big end action sequence is just him fighting a bunch of stupid drones, and it's like this is stupid. Right. <laughs> right. This is not yeah. So anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he figured it. By the out. way, is Mike Dell still on the show? Is he? Is he yep. gone? Is, Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just haven't seen any of these movies, so I can't. Okay. Yeah. Are we still waiting um, for Cousin Brandon? Are we still killing time? Yeah, now? We'll a couple more minutes, No, we're going to go uh, for it. All right. Well, I saw one more show. I watched something. Uh, okay. Nick and I found a show last week on Amazon Prime. 
Um, <clears throat> if you love paranormal activity, like Nick and I love paranormal activity, um, there's a show on Amazon Prime called The Poltergeist Diaries, and really? it's ten episodes. It's like you know thirty minutes a piece. And it's basically the same thing. It's a guy and a girl living in this apartment or this house or whatever, and it's haunted. And so he moves to a new place, and the new place is haunted. But it's the same kind of shit, you know, like, you know, surveillance camera and cell phone camera type videos. And it's very low budgety. Like, it's clearly like a guy had, you know, he has some money, you could tell, because his house is nice. So you know he has a little bit of money. You're like, hey, I'm going to take, like, 50 grand and, like, fuck around in the house and make a movie. But it's actually pretty good, though. Like, it's a good, like, mm-hmm. if you if you like that kind of a fucking horror story, like, it was an actually a pretty good show to watch. Really? So, I'm looking it up Ultra right Dish now. Diary. Yeah, it's, huh. it, 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 I liked it. Okay. Yeah, it was just well, one of those, I was, like, I was just rolling through for the millionth time, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just putting this on. And then we actually <laughs> got into it. Hmm. Yeah, you never know, right? With like net, w- w- this is on Netflix. That's on Prime, Amazon. Oh, Prime. Prime. Okay, yeah, you never know, right? There's stuff yeah. for everybody there. What's what's so cool? Oh yeah, because we we watched a movie last night. I think it was called One Day in October on Prime. Oh, is it a fucking turd? It sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> so I had no idea what was that? going on for a while. It was just it was terrible. <laughs> but it was another one of those things. I was just scrolling through. I was like, fuck it, I'm just putting this on. <laughs> See for me, like I try to watch I, movies that are only like really high rated, or like every year around October, I I try to watch every really you know critically acclaimed horror movie that came out like the year before, you know. So I try to keep up on horror movies for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. But, mm-hmm. I saw one today we'll that will not everything. be very critically acclaimed. <laughs> oh, what's it called? Oh. <laughs> Fantasy Island. They gotta stop putting Lucy and Hale in these movies. <laughs> Everyone she's in is terrible. <laughs> so Fantasy Island's no good. Is it? Is it based off the show though? Like it's re- whatever his name was, not. Yeah, it wasn't that. Michael on the Payne show, is though. playing his part. <laughs> Essentially, and there's like um, tattoo. Is there a tattoo? Well, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's kind of a tattoo origin story, I guess. Early Village has origin story. I am there. Yeah, eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that sounds about right. Sounds like I mean, there was some like good there to watch for... it. <laughs> it actually is a decent oh. enough premise, but it was. It was so PG-13, and just they went nowhere interesting. It was like the most basic things you could think of, and uh, it was so lame. And then they tried to bring everything together into this one big plot line that just got so convoluted. It was like, why am I bothering with this? This is terrible. Now, this is what I'm saying, though, Jank, is you left your house today to go see Fantasy Island, but you won't go watch Margot Robbie cosplay as Harley Quinn? <laughs> Gotta have standards. <laughs> so Fantasy Island is your standard? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, okay. horror movies, they could surprise you. You got to give them a chance. It's a yeah. tattoo origin story. It's tremendous. Yeah. 
I didn't know. <laughs> um, all right. Begin. All right. It's so much. Ready? Man, Grease Brandon's two. Not coming. Yeah. yeah. Let's get oh. to Grease two. Grease two okay. it up. All right. I don't, I don't have a. I don't have a Grease two no theme, theme song. song. Oh, all right. No. Well, well, how about you okay, and Mike? Because you sing uh, one of the songs, Mike. You're asking me this as if I don't have it queued up on Google Play right now. Oh, you can do it? <laughs> just play that oh, way. Yeah, well, let me just down. tell you one thing, okay? I um, I only own one movie on Google Play, okay? okay. And it's Grease 2. Okay, I'm just going to fast forward. <laughs> that's, that's not much of a story, but yeah. <laughs> so, like, you'll just play um, it on your little computer machine there, and we'll be able to hear it perfectly. Yeah, I just got to gotta skip a few <laughs> seconds here. Hold on here. All right. And just for the record, I have sound clips. Oh, good, good, because I have a top yeah. eleven favorite scenes, and uh, including time code. So I'm super <laughs> ready for this. I just watched this. <laughs> I just watched this last week. Uh, yeah. Actually, I've watched it twice this month. I'm not exaggerating, okay? And, All right. And I, I'm just I'm just wasting time until the song starts. But I just got to say, I saw this movie before I saw Grease One. And when I was a kid, I dressed up as a T-bird. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, we can't really hear it. <laughs> yeah. I have that it's like song, like an old-time gramophone. Yeah. yeah. I didn't work in my show. sports bra. All right. <laughs> yeah, it ain't working. We can't hear it. You can't hear yeah. it? No. No. Okay, can you hear this? So no, not really. It's all. No, it sounds like you're just rewinding a cassette. You hear that? No, no. no. But Larry, How can you Larry know? has clips, so we it'll okay. be all right. Yeah. Larry, all, right. Right. all right. So, but here's the song explain. Mike L's playing. You okay. want me to play it now? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. That's the opening number for the big movie. They're going back to school. That's to Rydell right. Ride High School, right? That's, That's right. Rydell. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Larry usually does the movie summaries here. So, so Larry, why don't you explain to the people what Grease 2 is about? Uh, well, <laughs> it's about there's a, new kid in, there's a new kid in town, Mike Dell. He's from England. He's the new kid. Okay. He's kind of nerdy. He's a you know, clean-cut guy and he just oh, happens to much, move into the one high school Australia? where everybody drives a motorcycle. They all isn't have from a, every single person. Isn't he from Australia? No, I don't know. I thought he was from England. Well you he, the actor's from England but the character's from Australia. <laughs> yeah. You've seen it hmm. twenty five times and you don't know if the guy's from Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. But anyways <laughs> he wants to fit in 
but he can't fit in because he's you know socially awkward and all that shit. So he he fucking he knows how to build a motorcycle through a manual, and he builds one, and then he can do a wheelie like two minutes later, and then he's in the <laughs> gang at the end. Here's the thing, like keep in mind, like while we talk about this movie, I love Grease too, but. It is a piece of shit as far as a movie. It is terrible. It's garbage. All right. It, it is. It is. Maxwell Caulfield is terrible in this movie. Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer is awful in this fucking movie. She can't who? sing who? or dance. Michelle Pfeiffer. She's terrible. Oh, at like stop. She's awful. She's she not a terrible. great dancer or a great singer, but she's beautiful and she's a good actress. Yeah. Come on. You can you can tell watching mm. this. She's a star when you're watching this. Like, oh yeah, that's a star. And then mm-hmm. I, I think no. uh, well let's, let's explain the movie more though because uh, I think uh, you jumped a lot right. of important details. Like it's set in the 1960s. Well, I didn't want to give. I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1961. Oh, 1961. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But Greece, the original Greece was uh, like a was it just one year before this or a couple years before this? I think it was. Uh, I think it was 59. two years before. Okay. Yeah, Fifty nine. Okay. So in that movie, we had John Travolta, who was the leader of the T-Birds, the, the motorcycle yep. grease gang. And we had, uh, what's her name? Olivia Newton-John, mm-hmm. who was a like a, from Australia, and they had a summer romance. But they didn't right. realize, oh, she's going to be coming to his school. She's at his high yeah. school when they get the summer's over. So it's all about their romance and whether those two crazy kids can get together. And then this film... The Australian kid is Olivia Newton-John's cousin. Right. Yeah. Are you aware of that, Larry? What? No. <laughs> what? How do you not know this stuff? Larry, <laughs> when she says that, that up? as soon as he gets off the bus at the yeah. opening scene, he mentions it. He's Are like, oh, you know, you're saying, you know, you're saying his cousin, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, she says it right in the opening oh. scene. You sure you've seen Greek nope. too, Larry? Sure? Oh, I've definitely seen it. I'm in it for the music, I th- man. I think whenever you've had Grease 2 on the TV, you've had Scott Pilgrim on, on another TV mm. during Grease yeah. 2. <laughs> and you're playing WWE Champions did. all the time. You miss out yeah. on stuff. I was playing Champions. I was. <laughs> all right. So now it's a new school year, and this kid is basically uh, the Olivia Newton-John role. So we also – well, he's also the John. It's very confusing. But then we have uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who's now the leader of the Pink Ladies, who is like the female yeah. equivalent of the uh, Greaser guys. <laughs> they're like the, the, the T-Birds. Yeah, the T-Birds were the Greaser guys, and they're the Pink Ladies. Who was the main Pink Lady in the first film? Stalker Channing? Was she's, yeah, she's she was the like the leader, yeah. Okay. Riz. Yeah, Rizzo, right? Or Rizzo, whatever. yep. Yeah. yeah. So in this film, the leader is Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. And her name is yep. Stephanie, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then who, who, Mike Al, who else is in the Pink Ladies that we should know about? Uh, <laughs> there's um, Paulette, who's kind of like a Marilyn Monroe-esque type uh, person. You know who Paulette is? Who her mother is? Yes, Judy Garland. That's right. The actress's mother is Judy Garland. That's right. So that's Liza and, Minnelli's sister? Yep. Uh, uh, half, half her stepsister. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, half sisters. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you know who else who was supposed to play the part of Paulette originally, Michael? No, who? Cher. Come on, really? Yep. Yep. But she <laughs> bailed on it because uh, the low pay and that they didn't even have a finished script. 
So she said, "Well, I'm out. I, I can't stand Cher, so I'm glad that they didn't use her." <laughs> yeah, fuck Cher. Because I like Paulette. We should mention that Grease Two was uh, fi- released in 1982, and right. the first Grease was 1978. <laughs> so we're four years later than the original. Right, right, right. All right. So then the the, the other Cher people been like. 45 at this point. Now, yeah. <laughs> Playing a high school student. So, who, who else are in the pink ladies there, Mike? Oh, uh, Paulette uh, and uh, Rhonda, there's also, right? There's, uh, there's, well, there's Sharon, who's kind of like the, I don't know, she's kind of like the smart one, I guess. Played I by think Maureen. Sharon's deal is she wants to be like Jackie Onassis. She wants to be, is yeah. that the one? Like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I she's got so. the cigarette holder. Yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. <laughs> And then there's uh oh then the other one is uh what's her name um I'm trying to find her here uh what is her name uh she's actually well, think, the daughter of the director what's her name well are you talking about Rhonda the girl with the big nose yes she's the daughter of the director actually no, of this film hmm. yeah as far as I know yeah she's the daughter of the director of this film yeah I don't think that's correct okay, let me just double check this movie? the director is Patricia Birch. Yeah, and she was the choreographer for Greece, and she did a lot of choreography for uh, Broadway plays and stuff. And this is the first and only movie she ever directed. I could tell because I even said to Nick, "This is definitely just a play that they filmed yeah. because it is well, definitely just a stage production. It's very stagey." I would actually <laughs> say it's more like this woman who directed it clearly knows how to direct, like. Music numbers, but she has no clue how to direct a story. That's what I took away from it. Well, yeah, because she yeah. never did it before. I I don't know right, why right. they chose her to do it. I'm uh, I didn't find that out, but it seems like an odd choice. A, a choreographer. Yeah. All right, you direct this film. <laughs> Come I'm on, say a BJ. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't know. Could have been a Beejer. <laughs> so, but on. I don't think I don't. Wasn't that girl that played Ronda? Wasn't her name Allison Price? Or I don't know. For some reason, I can't find her here. But um. Yeah, but, no, but I, I watched an interview uh, with her, and she talked at length about how she was uh, the daughter of the director, and she was sitting right next to her too. So. Oh, all right, yeah. well, fair enough. Yeah, I don't. All right, I, I just can't find her in this list here, but yeah, she she's definitely her daughter. And then they they also have a little tag along who is Paulette's little sister, who is like a right, freshman. Dolores. Now, do you know who plays Dolores? You know, it's funny. Yeah, her, uh, well, I'm looking at her right now. Her name's. Pamela Adlon, but she's apparently in a bunch of TV shows, but I've never seen her before. Yeah. She was that. always yeah. on, like, she's good buddies with Louis C.K., and she's on the okay. Better Things, I think, the TV oh, cool. show. Okay. So, if, he he, if you've ever seen in front of her. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he did. Because <laughs> he gave her all kinds of jobs and everything, so you know she played along uh, <laughs> with her name. But she's, like, if you ever saw any of the Louis shows, you'd know who she is. Okay. All right. So now the T-Birds, the, the, oh, uh, yeah. the L, <laughs> in the, the original film, the leader, you know, John Travolta. And in this film, we have Adrian Zemed. Yeah. <laughs> Ed. <laughs> now, yeah, Larry, I, know. <laughs> I know exactly what that is. <laughs> well, Mike, I'll enjoy that. Later. Yeah, it's him <laughs> yeah. sliding down the bowling alley. Yeah. You got it. Um, yeah. Uh, Larry, for those unfamiliar with the work of one Adrian Zemed, would you like to share some of his other um, notable roles? Well, he was on T.J. Hooker, and That's I right, know yeah. 
I think he hosted like Solid Gold or uh, Dance Fever or one of those kind of shows back in the day, didn't he? I I think so. Um, I would say he's most famous probably for Bachelor Party, right? Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in Bachelor Party. I forgot all about that. Hey, but um, Bachelor Party. Okay. Huh. Yeah, yeah bachelor. Tom Hanks. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Yeah. Who was the lady in that? Was he? Probably Meg Ryan. If it's Tom no, because it looked like. Because she kind of looked like Tawny Katane, but I don't think it was Tawny Katane, was it? But she had like the... I haven't, similar... I haven't seen that movie no. forever. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Um, but I'm picturing in my head, she kind of looks like Tawny Katane. All right, uh, so Adrian's a med. Now, guess who uh, actually uh, was considered for this role? Any ideas? Oh, let's see. 80s? Uh, uh, Barry Gibb. <laughs> oh, Larry, you were so close. Andy Gibb was originally cast. As oh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I knew it had to be a BG. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm confused. I'm confused. I, I mixed it up. Andy Gibb was originally considered for the role of uh, Mac, the the uh, Australian kid. Just really? Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but he failed his screen test. So um, he didn't get the job. But then they also considered Greg Evigan. Rick Springfield oh. and Sean Cassidy. Yeah, I can and see who? Sean Cassidy. Who was the last one? Sean Cassidy? Yeah, Sean Cassidy yeah. and Hardy Boys. Oh, so, but, okay, okay. And what's this kid's name, the Australian kid that got it? Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he says that Grease 2 killed his career, and it took him 10 years to get over it. Uh-huh. <laughs> What was his career uh, before this? He only made one yeah. more movie that I know of, Empire Records. They said he was going to be. They said he was going to be the next James Dean and all this. I would counter by saying that he killed Grease too, but that's yes, just he me. Oh God, <laughs> he's so bad in this movie. If he's you ever bad. want to see, if you ever want to like figure out how important casting is to the success of a movie, watch Grease too, because they're right. terrible cast. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, all terrible. Not no, only is stop. he. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's <laughs> fine. Like, yeah, they're all good dance. except for all good except for Maxwell Caulfield. <laughs> but oh, Adrian. <laughs> Here, here's the well, problem with Adrian. Hold on. Here's the well, problem. Well, 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 are you dissing Adrian Zemed? Yeah. Yes, I am dissing Adrian <laughs> Okay. Well, I have a top seven list of the best scenes in the movie, and half of them are are, are Adrian Zemed scenes. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Wow. That's fine. But he here's the problem. Awesome. I guess he played Danny Zuko on Broadway or in other musical forms, so I guess that's why he was considered. But the, the other guy I meant to uh, mention earlier who was uh, considered for the role was a fella, you may have heard of him, named Tom Cruise. Ooh, he never heard of him. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah, and Tom direct- Cruise is my favorite actor, but come on, Agents of Med, come on. <laughs> and, the, and the director, Patricia Birch, she decided not to go to Tom Cruise because she wanted someone who, who was older and taller. Okay. Adrian Zemed <laughs> is like four yeah. foot eleven. <laughs> yeah, Adrian Zemed is five eight. Okay. So how That's tiny Cruise? <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm five eight. He is very And short. I consider myself average, but Adrian Zemed looks tiny in this movie. He looks yeah. like a midget. And that's and that's the problem with him is he's supposed to be the leader of this tough motorcycle gang. You're Adrian Zemed. <laughs> yeah. No one yes. cares. It is so because ridiculous. 
The yeah. scene at the bowling alley where he's going to go beat up Craterface and he's all tough and he comes out and then like Craterface's boys are out there and then like yeah. he just like kind of like <laughs> steps at him and then Adrian Zemed like throws his comb in the air and runs back in the bowling alley like a fucking pansy. The best. The best. <laughs> Yeah, it, he is not a leader of a motorcycle gang. Like, he could be, like, the no. mouthy little sidekick on the side, you know, but you need a big, imposing fella to, like, you know, someone charismatic. Uh, and it I is not Adrian the Met. Fucking terrible. All right. Now, um, what else? I'm gonna, let me choice. ask you this. They should have let Shooter McGavin you guys... Yeah. Shooter McGavin's pretty good in this. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, yeah he is pretty good in this. Yeah. He, he plays one of the um, T-Birds. Wait. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, we didn't we didn't go to uh, the rest of the cast of the T Birds, did we? We still doing that? No. Uh, well, let Larry <laughs> say something about Zemed. What do you want to say, Larry? Okay, okay. Oh, not about Zemed. I was just gonna say before I forget. Did you guys pick up on a Michelle Pfeiffer slash Laura Palmer thing going on? Did you see Laura Palmer <laughs> at any points during this movie? Because I did. Uh, like, like in the saying, hair and the I eyes. I see that. Well, I mean, he's Caucasian, he has blonde hair, but other than that. But I can see a little bit of it, yeah. 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 I think certain scenes where I was like, wow, that looks like Laura Palmer right there. (laughs) I wish Laura Palmer was in this movie. That's what I kept thinking. (laughs) Yeah. If you guys ever want to do a Laura Palmer episode, I'm in, okay? Uh, Mike, we just yeah, did four months of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, clearly I don't listen to your show because I'm a, I'm obsessed with Twin Peaks. I will I will do a Twin Peaks episode any day of the week. We did nothing. Yeah, we but Twin honest Peaks. to God, we just did four or five months of Twin Peaks. We just finished okay. up right before Christmas. I'm kind of late to the party. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for listening. Did you guys cover Firewalk with me? Yes, we did. Everything. Shit. All right. Now you know why. Now you know why Larry won't come on Flea Market Fantasy. He's offended that you don't listen. Um. Oh, uh, you know else? Jennifer Beals was supposed to be one of the Pink Ladies. She was supposed to play Sharon Cooper, but then she bailed to do Flashdance. Oh, she's Mm. attractive as well. Yeah, she is smoking hot. (laughs) Then uh, Debbie Harry was approached to play the role of Stephanie, uh, but she declined, saying that she's too old to be a high school girl. Yeah. Whoa. They're all too Actually, old. Yeah, they're all too old. You know what? <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer does, does remind me right. – uh, she does remind me of Debbie Harry a little bit, her hairstyle, the way she acts. Very aloof. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely get, see that. This was Michelle Pfeiffer's first major starring role. Uh, she was 23 at the time. 23. Wow. Yeah. No. But she was great, though. Oh my god. Let me ask you guys this. <laughs> yeah. In your opinion, how old is Adrian Zamed in this movie? Not the <laughs> not the actor, but the character. Yeah. The character? Fifty seven. Um the actor? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Most he's eighteen, right? Well, yeah, seventeen, eighteen, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Years in high school, supposedly, yeah. Okay. Unless he was held so, back. Here's the question I have. This rival bike gang, like they show up like while he's in gym class and shit. So are these like <laughs> uh, like are these grown adults picking on a high school kid or is Adrian wa- like really 25 years old? I'm watching the scene right now 
And the scorpions are all in their 30s or 40s. You're clearly right about that. I don't know. I, I don't understand if this is an accurate representation of, like, Greaser culture, but you're right. Like, they're clearly much older. I just and then, assume I just assume they're from a rival high school, and they're just skipping school, you know? And they're yeah, like probably. Them. Because know. then in the next scene is, like, the bowling alley scene. And they're all in there drinking bottles of beer and dancing and all kinds of shit. And I'm like, well, the bar, the bowling alley is not going to sell them beer unless they're old enough. So how many years did he fail? Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> well, it was also well, there's another nice similarity with Twin Peaks. No one checks ID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Adrian Ahmed was true. 27. 27. Wow. Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> oh, we got to talk before we get into too much of the plot. Uh, we also got to talk. Uh, my beloved Seagal twins were in this film. Let, yeah, earlier today. Oh, beautiful. Earlier today, we're and I'm, I'm like, is anyone else famous in this film that I should know? And Larry's like, eh, I don't know. I'm not thinking. Oh, the Seagal twins. I'm like, what the fuck? The Seagal twins. I'd be watching this movie every night if I knew the Seagal twins were in it. I love. But what else? How the conversation went. Here's how it went. This, he goes, anybody else famous in this movie? And I was like, well, I was like, well, Dee Dee Collins in it. And I, I was like, oh, you know who's in this movie? I was like, oh, the Seagal twins are in this movie. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, why the fuck wasn't I alerted to this? I got to go watch this immediately. And that was like, we pretty much hung up right afterwards. Yeah, they were spectacular in this movie. They are so fucking hot in this movie. They're great. Mike, out here in America, we know the Seagal Twins from Double Trouble, a little TV sitcom from 1984. And uh, oh. it was like a revamp, of the, a re-update of the uh, Patty Duke show. They're identical, you know. Oh, okay, sitcom. okay. I've never but, seen, I've uh, heard of it, but I've never seen it. Oh, I loved them. When I was a little kid, I swooned over the Seagal girls. Oh, my goodness. Kind of getting off of them. They were in a Double Mint commercial, too, I believe. They were like the Double Mint Twins for a while. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah. And, and again, that. We, we've talked about them on the show many times over the years, but uh, they are Katie Seagal's little sisters. That's true. Yeah. I, I only found that out this month. <laughs> yeah. Really? And uh, Because, yeah. like, you would never associate <laughs> those angelic faces with her face. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but, oh, I love these girls so much. It, if I have my top 11 list of all-time ladies, they're on there somewhere. You know, I love them so much. Do they take two spots uh, or do they get one spot? Uh, they get two spots because, well, you know, I think it's pronounced hey, Manatois. Yeah. Um, can I, but yeah, can yeah. I cut in for one second, one second, and just yeah. point out that can we all agree that all human males on Earth have fantasies about twins, right? About <laughs> well. having intercourse with twins, okay? I made the mistake of revealing the secret to Bex Luther, and she stopped me short of my tracks. And pointed out that if, in fact, I had sex with twins, that it would therefore be incest for the twins. And it was the first time I actually realized that. I'm like, wait a minute. My, my, this burst my bubble completely, but I still have no problem with it. But, yes, it does burst my bubble. <laughs> so it's, it's just funny how, like, all guys think this, but like, girls, like, they don't get it. Like, we don't give a fuck, right? But it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like, it's like if I see a hot girl and I find out she's a twin, it's like, oh, my gosh, she's twice as high, right? <laughs> but girls don't do yeah. it that way. 
like honestly, like thinking about it's it, if math. I saw like if there were two twin sisters getting it on, and I walked into the room, I'd be like, "Ooh, that's gross." But like, if two twin sisters were getting it on, and I was in the middle of it, I was like, "Yeah, this is the best goddamn night ever." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it anyway. has nothing to damper my enthusiasm for the Seagal twins. A- interesting note about the Seagal twins. They were actually cast separately. Uh, one was in L.A. and one was in New York. They're both cast to be backup dancers. Wow! Then when they they get to the set, the the uh, director realized, uh, wow, we have identical twins. So they wrote the part for them that they had in the film, and they they let them do more stuff. So is this Great. like two identical strangers? <laughs> they didn't know each other, and then no. all of a sudden they met They were, I guess, living it's different. A their own lives on each coast, you know, and then they just show up and it's like, oh, well, we're both there. And uh, how about that? So, um, yeah, they were the. What do they play? They're they're billed as the sorority girls. That's how they're credited. Uh, but they just like, they're not background dancers, but they're not like really um, full characters either. They're somewhere in the middle. They're kind of yeah. Like, no, but they're in it a lot though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the thing is is that they're they're friendly to Michael and really no one else is except Frenchie, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, we gotta basically. talk about Frenchie. We gotta talk about Frenchie too. But uh the, the Seagal twins, they look really good in here with a short black oh, hair. Yeah. And oh yeah. Tremendous. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. All right. Um but Frenchie, you mentioned Frenchie, okay. uh that's played by Dee Dee Khan. And Larry, you told me on the phone that uh she was in the film and I'm like, I was trying to think who she is and I, I was picturing in my mind and uh, that is who I was picturing when we were talking, because she, I, of course, know her from Benson. She was on Benson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But uh, so she plays Frenchie, who was in the original Grease, and now she's yeah. kind of like she's the beauty school dropout, right? From right, yeah. Grease. Mm-hmm. And now she's doing something else. She's kind of like uh, mentoring uh, Michael, the Australian kid, because. I guess his cousin, whatever Olivia Newton-John was, called her and told her that her cousin's coming to the school now. So he, she's kind of looking after him in the beginning of the film. Uh, but then she just disappears from the film. And <laughs> the second half, she's not even in it. And the reason why is they started filming. They didn't even have a script. They, they had a original script, but they were doing rewrites throughout. And they started <laughs> filming before the script was finished. So they get halfway through the movie, and then they tell Dee Dee, um, well, we don't need you anymore. You're kind of yeah. you just go home, <laughs> and so she just hmm. leaves. And they they leave her in the first half of the movie, even though she's never appears in the second half of the movie. And no explanation <laughs> why she just disappeared. Mm. She and, hates Lou and, Alice. Yeah, and Dee Dee Khan <laughs> described the uh, filming of the movie as fr- rushed, frantic, and unorganized. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked, shocked by that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, I'm looking through it. The other uh, little. Bits of uh, trivia here for the movie. Um, the original title of the, the film was going to be Son of Greece. And then they changed right. it to Greece. <laughs> wow. That's awful. And, and I, but I guess that Maxwell Caulfield, what what's his name? The Australian kid? Maxwell Caulfield. Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah, he wanted to uh, keep the Son of Greece name, and he fought hard to keep it, and they, they said no. <laughs> you got rid of it. Um, the original plan for this film, it was supposed to be the second installment of a franchise of four movies and a TV series. When yeah, the movie flopped, <laughs> yeah, when, the ambition. Movie, when the movie flopped, plans for a franchise were thrown out. Disney ended up adapting the unused script for the third movie, 
in 2006 for a little something called High School Musical. <laughs> Which, yeah, I've never seen, but now I found that out too, like a month ago, and I'm going to watch it now. <laughs> You'll <You're trying to laughs> pretend that Adrian Zamed is singing all the parts. Um, I hope so. Grease, the original Grease that came out in 1978 had a $6 million budget, and it grossed $397 million worldwide making it the eighth most profitable film of all time. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. A lot of money. Yeah. Now. <laughs> and this one was number 10? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for comparison's sake, uh, Grease 2 had a $13.2 million budget, so I'll double the budget, and it grossed worldwide $15 million. Yeah, Ooh! Cool. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes! At least it made money. You know, it made money. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but just a little difference huh. between the success of Grease One. Slight and- difference, <laughs> but like again, when I like when I was a little kid, I saw them both side by side, and I could not tell the difference in quality. You know? <laughs> it's like it's just like when yeah. I was a little kid, and I was like. Hmm, which one's better, Back to the Future or Teen Wolf? I can't tell, you know? And then you get older and you're like, oh, my God, I never want to watch Teen Wolf again. But I ain't <gasps> What? Take that back right now. <laughs> Teen Wolf, don't get me wrong. Teen Wolf is awesome, but it's not a good movie. This show is over. Oh, I love right. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, what else are you going to say about the uh, – fuck. I was going to say something else here about the Grease. <laughs> oh, uh, apparently, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta met with the producers before filming. Uh, they were going to try and reprise their characters, but they only met one time with the studios, and that was it. They never met again. And so I don't know if they just wanted more money or the studios thought what? they could do it without them. But what? and they were gonna they were gonna play they were gonna uh, their characters were gonna own a gas station, right? That's what I read. Well, well the uh, director, her idea was to have at the end of the film when uh, spoiler alert. When Pfeiffer and that Caldwell guy were riding off on their motorcycle together, they were going to run out of gas, and they'd have to stop at a gas station, and Olivia mm-hmm. Newton-John and uh, John Travolta would be owners of the gas station. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And then they all swing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, none of them are related. Do you think, <laughs> do you think when the lady oh, wait, directed this related. movie yes. – I'm sorry, they are related. We we established that earlier. The cousins. The That's Australian true. Cousins. That's right. They're cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, it's just like the sisters. It's okay as long as it's part of, as long as you're in the middle. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Larry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just had to put that incestuous note in there. But uh... <laughs> like, so when Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta or whatever pass, and then like. Uh, you know, like the, the lady that's directing this movie, like, you know, she, she's meeting with like the studio heads and shit. And they're like, well, uh, who are you thinking about casting as your, you know, your main female lead here? And then, and then like, she's like, Michelle Pfeiffer. And they're like, Michelle Pfeiffer, that girl can't sing. And then she's like, well, she can't dance either. And then they were like, all right, then fuck it. Let's go for it. See what the fuck happens. They, they can, you think they that happened? A bu- I think they considered a bunch of different people for the Stephanie part, and she said Michelle. They picked Michelle Pfeiffer because she had a quirky uh, characteristic that no one else had uh, that you couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. I think they, Michelle Pfeiffer is great in this. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I agree. Like I agree. Yeah. She. Yeah. Uh, if they could have just not have given her any songs, it'd be great. <laughs> she. Yeah. But when you're watching this, you're, you're like, oh, there's one movie star in this, and it ain't Adrian Zemed or Maxwell Whoa. Thompson. 
I thought yeah, you were going to say there's one movie star in this, and it's obviously Adrian Zemed. But anyway. <laughs> he, I think Adrian Zemed is awesome in this movie. He is. He's great. He's good, he's, but he's terribly miscast. Like, he just... No he's way. ...of the T-Birds. It's just nonsense. He now, originated you, the you, role of, of, uh, of uh, Danny Zuko, didn't he? And he played on, him like 2,000 times on Broadway. Yeah, he did on the Broadway, but I guess everyone on Broadway is much smaller. So you can't really yeah. tell. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Christopher like McDonald Dustin looks Diamond like Andre the Giant next to him. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The other yeah. T Birds, uh, Shooter McGavin, uh, McDonald. There, uh, he. I thought he was really good. I thought he was yeah. funny. Which one? Yeah, yeah, Mike L. Mike L. Anyone else in the T Birds you should know? Oh, Goose. Goose. Oh, he's great. He's great. He's hilarious. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, he's from uh, Happy Gilmore. Christopher McDonald. Yeah, he's hilarious in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then uh, did you mention the other one? Um, who's the short one? Jaworski uh, or something like that. Jaworski. Yeah, Jaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got the list of actors here. I can't find them. Yeah, but he. I thought he had the least amount of lines, but he was fine though. He was good. I'll tell you this. There was a scene, I never noticed it until today when we were watching it. I fucking actually laughed out loud watching it. But there's this scene where the T-Birds are spying on that, you know, that Letterman group. Yeah, I, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. And, and when Jaws, like, stands up, like, he never, his eyes never come over the top of the lockers. But he right, still exactly. stands there the entire time watching I never noticed <laughs> I know, that before awesome. until today. <laughs> Yes, I laughed. I laughed pretty hard at it. See, it's moments like that that prove that '80s movies are better than any other decade, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. movies are the best. Usually Sundays here at the house, I try to watch nothing but '80s movies. Awesome. Wow. That's my Sunday routine. <sighs> and what a gl- glorious routine it is! All right, well, well maybe let's let's just go through Mike L's top eleven list. And uh, we'll talk about the movie as we go. Finally. Yeah. All right. Now, you guys are feel free to pipe in any time and you yeah, know, confirm or deny my picks or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, okay, just a minute. Now, here's the thing. One sec. All these picks are, you know, like uh, dialogue, but except for two. Two of them are, are strictly visual, so our listeners are not going to be able to, you know – hear my recreation of them so they're gonna have to <laughs> you know what I mean like you're gonna I don't do know recreations wow I don't know how this is gonna work but I'll do my best okay so here we yeah. go number 11 does everyone remember the whole sequence where Michael is writing the papers like the assignments yeah. for the t-birds right to help them pass mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay. we should say Michael Michael is the Australian kid that's his name in a movie Michael. right and also and, I, should, and, I should say I'm going to give time codes, so if, you're, if you've got this queued up at home, I'm going to give you time codes, okay? Yeah. All right. So, so Michael, who's the co-star of the movie, is, is writing assignments for the T-Birds, and there's a scene at 3800 when, <laughs> when, when, um, when uh, Adrian Zemed, uh, Johnny Nagarelli, is, is strutting you know, down like this little aisleway outside. And he sees Michael, and, he's, and basically the whole purpose of this is that he's paying Michael to do his assignment for him. And he walks up to Michael, and he passes him the money, and Michael passes okay. him the paper. 
and it's so yep. graceful and so hilarious. And that's my yep. number eleven pick. You know what I'm talking about, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, because then like he accidentally pulls it back out again, and he puts it back in the jacket again. He's right. got a rep to protect. He he can't be exactly, exactly. Yeah. That, Wait, I got a rep to protect. Beautiful. But he also, yeah, he also comments on the penmanship of the assignment. Right. He pulls it out yeah. and he admires it. Right. Yeah. Huh. Nice penmanship. <laughs> All right. Nothing. Gorgeous. That's something a, a gang leader would never say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, you know, that's the point. That's a little funny there. But, uh, yeah, it's all right. But, uh, all right, Mike, okay. number 10. <clears throat> number 10. So the opening song, which Larry graciously played for us, uh, Gotta Go Back to School, whatever it's called, the moment where the T-Birds jump up on the uh, the little the, flag, the flag, like, stand, and they start dancing in sync <laughs> with everyone, beautiful. Yep. That's at 4.04. <laughs> if you guys are listening to yep. them, okay? It's awesome. I know exactly what you're talking about. I noticed it while I was watching it today. They they all hop up like kind of backwards, and then they all kind of do like this hip shake thing with the exactly spinning. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that great? You know, it is cool. I love yeah. it. I, I I do love it the musical cool. numbers in this movie. <laughs> I don't know yeah, cool. Okay. I like I like I like the theater type shows. I I, I do enjoy <laughs> like that kind of stuff. I do. It's impressive, right? Yeah, that's good. That's what I mean. I'm t- like, like we said, the director of this movie is the what do they call the choreographer for the first one? She knows exactly what she's yeah. doing. That opening scene I, was like seven minutes uh, of choreographed dancing. Yeah, awesome. I, I will yeah. say this. I will say this. I'm not a musical fan or anything, but I actually thought that the numbers were actually pretty entertaining. The the big problem with them is that most of them have nothing to do with the plot. That's because there was no script. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like random things. They'll right, just start right, singing right. about bowling or uh, reproduction, but it really has nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, I have a question. So, Larry, you've got these queued up on YouTube. Like, are you able to play a song if I request a song? Uh, no, I, I downloaded okay. shit off of YouTube and cut up clips and then uploaded oh, them boy. onto my switchboard. But okay. I have a bunch of the songs, so I might have the song you're requesting. Do you, I don't have do sound you have the, clips. Oh, well, do you have the song, Who's That Guy? Oh, yeah, I got Who's That Guy. You know I got okay. Who's That Guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course I, got of course I do. That's, well, yeah, that's a, that's a I mean, this, staple. This is, this is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because not only is it a great song, but there's a specific moment. And again, my plan fell apart when I realized you guys couldn't hear my audio when I was trying to play it earlier because yeah. I had my whole night mapped out, my whole Valentine's uh. Day night mapped out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, at 54:15 is uh, what's the short guy's <laughs> what's the short guy's name again? Um, Davey? I think Jawors- Jaworski or something. Jaworski. Yeah, Davey Jaworski. At 54:15, he says the best line in Who's That Guy. And that's, uh, he wears a pair of goggles like a man from outer space. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, wait I a remember that. I got it queued up here. I'm going to try and play it, okay? Just tell I, me I, I got it queued up. I, I cut it right oh, okay, okay. Spot, I think. Because yeah. yep, we won't be able okay. to hear it. Cut it right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Go, go ahead. ahead. He wears a pair of goggles like oh, a man wow. from outer space. Oh, 
I love it. <laughs> We're gonna yes. Hand over that neck when we find Awesome. Yeah. Now, now we should yeah. uh, clarify here. The Australian kid that Michael, he's like a goody two shoes. He's doing the homework for all the the gang members and stuff. But Michelle Pfeiffer wants to be with a biker. She says she right. wants to Bad be with boy. a bike. So, yeah, I think one of the taglines for the film uh, somewhere it was like, if if good girls like bad boys and bad girls like bad boys, what's a good boy to do? That was like the tagline. Oh my <laughs> God, that's like a paragraph. <laughs> Bit of a mouthful. <laughs> Yeah. So so he becomes oh, a bad boy. He starts like Larry said. He starts uh, r- learning to ride a motorcycle and stuff. And then he he shows up as a mystery motorcycle with a helmet and goggles on to to obscure his face. Yeah. And he he looks like a dork, but everyone thinks he's so cool. <laughs> now awesome. there's a line in that song where they say, "I never knew someone could be that cool." I know about awesome. <laughs> And I'm thinking though. He's a guy on a motorcycle. There's like 40 other of those same dudes well, in that parking lot. No, 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 Larry. No, 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 no. He's a guy on a motorcycle wearing a helmet and goggles. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's, uh, okay. Yeah, he, he does have goggles. But, but this, but wait, this the is Super actually, Dave Osborne of this place. <laughs> yes. But this is actually a, a good musical number because it actually has to do with the plot. You know, it advances the yeah. story. Like, they're trying to figure out who this guy is. So this is one of those musical numbers that actually works. This is actually, yes. yeah. I think it's awesome. It's it's one of the best songs in the movie for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And remember, I, remember yes. the part where Maxwell Caulfield is like he he's projected his bike and he's parked on top of another car, and in his yeah. head he thinks to himself, "What would they do if they knew it was Michael?" Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what? I, yeah, why is he singing his own name? You know, why is he referring to himself in this person? Preposterous, yes. Just because it rhymes with motorcycle? Because a lot of things rhyme with yeah. me, too. Yep. Yeah. And, and he's also just doing wheelies every every chance he gets, and he jumps yeah, over I a know. car. I just love like that. It, yes. Yep. Now, no ramp. Let me ask you this no, about he just jump. Yeah, what is yeah, yeah, what is, yeah, where is he jumping over this cop car at? Like, <laughs> I know. He yeah, learned to do know. it in five seconds from remember uh, Frenchie taught yeah. in like five minutes. But yeah. did he like? Did he throw a two by twelve up on the car's roof and then yeah. like, hey, I'm going to jump your car? No, like, like, I don't know. He just like bunny hops nineteen feet in the air. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but Michelle Pfeiffer swoons when she sees this mystery oh mode. Yep. Oh, she falls in love. Yeah, yeah she it, already it, wants to fuck the dude. She's never even talked to him. <laughs> Mike L., it's very much like uh, Lois Lane and Clark Kent when you think about it, you know? It, you know what's funny? It, it took me years to realize, but in the, in the, in the scene, in the, the next scene in the movie, uh, Michael actually says to Stephanie, oh, that's I, right. just wanna, yeah. I just want to know, ha- have you ever read a Superman comic book? And, I, and it took me <laughs> yeah. years to realize, oh, that's the whole, it's a reference to the freaking premise of the movie. 
I forgot. It's a pair of goggles, and she can't recognize him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. When I brought that up to you, I totally forgot he said that in the movie. But yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That. Um, hmm. All right. So where are we at? Number nine, Michael. Okay. So just so you know, I I messaged you, Larry. I gave you the the time code. I don't know if you're on Facebook, <laughs> but okay. Well, I wasn't on there 40, for a couple hours. At four at forty two fifty eight, Paulette says a line. Okay, and it's in the song Reproduction. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. this is my favorite song. So this we gotta song, talk about the reproduction number when we're done. <laughs> first, yeah, it's, first of all, I did I tell you, did I mention that I have I've had the Grease Two soundtrack burned on CD in my car for fifteen years. Okay. <laughs> so I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Yeah, burned. Hey, hey Michael, Michael, when you go pick up this lady you're talking to on the dating site, make sure you're playing the reproduction song from yeah, Grease Two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just to put that idea out there. Yeah, exactly. I got no, your so- Where does the pollen go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we I'll tell you set where this song up, right? Or uh, Mike Dale, do you want to set it up, or should we set it up? But, like, so your best moment is the entire song, or is there one particular thing? No, no, there's one specific part, and that's what the the one line that Paulette sings. Uh, oh, oh. Paulette. Yeah, Larry, do you like, have this song? I do have. I think I have it. I think I cut it right there too. I be. That's I think amazing. I get it right at Paulette. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Perfect. Perfect. All right, here we. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Mr. Stewart, is it true that guys like you, you know, mature and all, carry some protection with them for sexual occasions? Oh God. Can a girl just do that thing in a book where she adds up the days of her, uh, what do you call it, the mental stration? Oh, that's <laughs> really me. Yeah, I'm uh, the guy says the numbers don't add up right, huh? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I got some numbers. Yeah, so there is the reproduction. Glory. Is that what you were referring to, Michael? <laughs> That's exactly the part I was talking about. <laughs> well, I I hate to break this to you, Michael, but when they released this film in like the UK or something, they cut that that line out because it was too risque. Oh, no. really? Uh, well, yeah. are, we li- are we living in 1984 here? Is this George Orwell? Like, what the fuck? Oh, it's 1982. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty tame. Yeah. Yeah, they also they also cut out the bit where Adrian Zemed holds up the uh, Playboy or whatever and asks the teacher, who was played by Tab Hunter, uh, 50s heartthrob Tab Hunter, I guess, right? And uh, he, he said, do you know where she lives or something? And they cut that out, too, because they didn't want to show him showing the oh, naked lady. Horrible. Uh, I love that scene. <laughs> I love that scene. It's great. The whole, the yeah, whole song is great. The whole song yeah, is this very was... – uh, go ahead, Jank. You love the reproduction song? <laughs> I think this was the one part of the movie that I actually really enjoyed. This up through the part where uh, that girl goes to the principal's office and is like, uh, I missed my last two periods. And she's like, oh, you can make that up later. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That was great. Yeah. Well, that section was great. Like, let's yeah, be so clear. This... I, I... Oh, go, go ahead, Michael. Well, go ahead, Michael. I was going to say, I don't want to speak for G.I. Jolie, but – one of the reasons she hated the movie is because all the characters in the film were obsessed with sex, right? And I'm like, yeah. wait, isn't that like 
what everyone was like in high school. That's the whole point of a, the movie, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's every high school kid. Right, yeah, yeah, like I don't know. It's like um, I don't know. I, I mean, I love Greece. I love Greece too. And I think this is again the script. The story's not great, but the songs are good. And at least half of them are just as good as the songs in the Greece one. I think. I think reproduction is uh, one of them for sure. You, you know why? Uh, you know who's really obsessed with sex? Like forty-year-olds who are playing high school kids in movies. They really yeah. are. Obsessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's um, but uh, this reproduction song again—it's a fine, song, but it's very. Uh, uh, what, how should we describe this, Larry? Um, filled with innuendo and oh, sexual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it really has nothing to do with the plot. Again, it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I they're, know, but there's a, a lot health, of Seagal twins in this. They're in a health class, yeah. and uh, they're talking about you know reproduction and all that. Oh, by the way, let, let's give a shout out to Connie Stevens as uh, Mrs. Mason. Big, big oh, she's beautiful, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, yep. did did Connie Stevens, or whatever her name is, and Tab Hunter or Douglas, or whatever that guy's name was you just said, who's the teacher? <laughs> yeah. Okay, did they have a history, like, doing a, a TV show or a movie in their past? Like, are they a not famous the, couple t- together from, like, older movies? Not that I know movies? of, but they oh, were okay. both, like, popular you know, back in the day, so I'm sure. Yeah. You know what's but funny? I, I, I got to point out, uh, the teacher, the blonde teacher with the big boobs yeah, was funny. apparently in a band with uh, the guys that sing um, Mr. No. Sandman. What, right? Am oh. I right about that? Oh, yeah, maybe, possibly. Um, the Letterman, <laughs> okay. I think. Weren't they... She was in some. She somehow remember the Letterman, an old uh, acapella group from the fifties or something. She was somehow. Right, that's with it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they they do a little in joke about it during the talent show. They have the three guys singing a song with their Letterman sweaters on, and she said, "They're my boys." I guess. Right, that's right, right. Clean in joke. Mm. Clean cut American boys. Yeah. But yep. yeah, Connie Stevens getting it done. I was a big yep. fan of her. <laughs> Big big she, fan. She, she's probably not getting it done now. <laughs> she's like, she's still working. I looked her at, at her IMDb. She's still doing stuff. She's like in her eighties and she's still like wow. Being an act. Yeah. She's still hot. Well, like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Larry, when I was checking out the IMDb, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that Gene Seagal is like an assistant director and stuff, and Liz Seagal does writing. She wrote eight episodes of uh, Sons of Anarchy, which he loves. No shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Right. I didn't know that. Um, I don't know which one's which, but I'd put my penis in either one. It don't yeah, matter. Yeah, it doesn't so matter. No <laughs> <It> really doesn't. <laughs> That's the joys of twins. It just doesn't matter. Either one or both. <laughs> yep. Yep. But uh, there's even a part in his reproduction number where at the end, uh, where does the pollen go and all that? And then one guy says, I got your pistol right, or I got your pistol right here, and he starts chasing it around. And then all the girls are holding their arms up like big circles, and then that one guy's going around sticking his hands in the circles. Like, very suggestive. Yeah, he's swimming like a sperm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what they're alluding to there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, reproduction. <laughs> all right, Miguel, uh, number eight. Is that, is that okay, right? so this one's tricky. I, I seriously doubt Larry's got this one queued up, but um, do you remember the scene where Johnny and Goose come to the 
like the diner, and then Johnny breaks up with Stephanie. You remember that scene? Yeah. Okay, I just think it's really funny when 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 uh, when <laughs> when they were confronting Stephanie, and you know the whole bit, like you know, what's the story, Steph? Yeah, the story. What is it? And then Goose is trying to be, like they're all trying to be cool, but there's always like there's a little funny line where where uh, Johnny's like, "Yo, Goose, why don't you go inside?" And then Goose is like, "Yo, Johnny, I don't want to eat alone." It's just, it's oh, just that's really right. funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so I got it queued up here if you guys want to hear it, okay? You ready? Well, I, I don't okay. think we'll be able to, but go ahead. We can okay. try it. Okay, ready? Let's, let's yeah. try it. Let's All try right. it. All right. Hi. What's this, nerd? What, are you a cop? <laughs> Should have picked up a line of the friends, you know? Oh. I guess the Kimbers ain't the class act. Yeah, I guess we ain't the class act no more, huh? Goose. Yeah, we're awesome. getting nothing. Yeah, we got nothing. <laughs> there was a brief moment there. There's a brief moment there where it sounded we could hear it, and then it just yeah, we got nothing. You know what? I wonder if my phone is like cutting it out or something because it was like it's playing on my surround sound, so I don't know why it's not playing properly. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> Doesn't want you to break copyright law. Damn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, it's great. It's a great scene. Oh. If 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 you're listening at home, here, yeah. let me give you the give, time code. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, give us the time code. Here's <laughs> 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 a Mr. Okay, Skin of Greece, too. One eighteen fifty four. okay? That's yeah. the time code. Yeah. Give me time codes for the Seagal twins. That's, those are the time oh, codes yes. I want. Document oh. the Seagal twins for me. They look good uh, at the luau. That's all I'm saying. Looking good, they son. Look, oh, by the way, uh, a little trivia about the luau. It took them 20 days to film that scene. Oh, it my God. worth every second of it. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, the Seagal, I learned this by reading an interview with the Seagal twins, and they said it was so cold that they would make them suck on ice cubes so that their mouths would be cold and their breath wouldn't be showing on film. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> 20 days. <laughs> All right. Wow. That is nuts. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't follow that up, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> number seven, Mike? <laughs> no, I think we're at number six. Then we're to six. Okay. Okay, so this is another one that I am guarantee uh, Larry does not have queued up. But it's the part uh, – we <laughs> mentioned this earlier. It's the part where the scorpions come out of the, uh, the track with their bikes. Yeah. yeah. And you remember the T Birds, they're they're wearing like their, their yeah. track shorts and their track shirts, but they put on yeah, their, their shirts. They're just big bright red shirts with Rydell High School real big right, in white right, letters. Right. <laughs> but they put their leather jackets yeah. over top of that and then they walk over and they're they're trying to all talk tough to the scorpions. But yeah. then uh Johnny 'cause they're basically they're like, you know, the scorpions are trying to be tough and the scorpions are like Tonight we bowl. But before he says that, his voice cracks. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. Are you guys didn't notice that? He's like, tonight, <clears throat> tonight we <laughs> bowl. Yeah. It's, go back and yeah. watch it. It's at 1543, okay? It's beautiful. All right. <laughs> That's it. That's the scene. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's awesome. At 2070, it is awesome. puberty. Write that yeah. down, 1543. All right. All right. Okay. Once We're again, five. also... Gang leader not playing on the 
varsity sports team or whatever is going on there. I don't know if that's gym yes. class or practice of some kind, but gangly are not was, doing it. It may have been just been gym class, maybe. I don't know. All right. Still, they're going to sit that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's like the lines are blurred in this movie, right? Yeah. Very blurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's between right. bad and terrible. The line is blurred. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Michael, All right. number five. Okay, Larry, let me ask you, Larry, do you have the song Prowlin' queued up by the T-Bird? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, the opening... well, no, go ahead. I was going to say the opening moment when Goose like drops to his knees is the best yeah. part. Uh, well, come yeah. on and tell us, Johnny. That's the best part right there. you got to play that part if you have it. I, here's, <laughs> I don't have it. The only okay. reason is is I needed one song from the movie to use as the opening song for the podcast, so I picked that. Okay. And I did start it right then, but if I played it now, <laughs> we'd have to listen to the A-Team again. Well, I mean, I'll listen to that any day of the week, but... Okay, here's the thing. Okay, I don't understand like how sound waves work, but if I play this at full blast on my laptop, shouldn't it like pick up on your phone here? It's it, like, it it ready to go. It comes across all distorted. It doesn't come across. Okay. Like yeah. Can I try it? Can I try it one more? Just, just <laughs> the opening. I'll try it. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. ready? Just try it. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. There we go. Well, come on and tell us, Johnny. What's the secret of success? Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. Mostly. Did you guys hear that? A little bit. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Other times. Okay, good. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, and I should mention <laughs> the prowling song. It's what the T-Birds do at the Big Talent Show. They perform the prowling song. And basically, the the song is about going to the grocery store and hitting on women that work there. That's basically what it is. Scoring <laughs> with them. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan Frank, they call it. <laughs> so good. Uh, this reminds me, though, Larry, uh, you know EC3, the wrestler EC3? Yeah. Well, I guess recently on Twitter, uh, every twice a week, he goes to the grocery store. He says he's going to the grocery store to look for a brunette, and he always posts a picture of the of the like vegetable section, and every time he's there, he's like, nope, empty again tonight, maybe next week. And he just <laughs> tried, he's been doing that for a week. He, he's, huh. he's hoping to pick up a brunette at the grocery store. <laughs> That's weird. It reminded me of prowling. Is what I'm trying to say. Does he put hashtag yeah. prowling? We're going prowling. No. Maybe he should. Maybe he'll have more success. Yeah. All right, Michael, number four. Cool. Okay. So uh, once again, Larry's already covered this moment. It's at 1934 movie, and it's during the song we're going to score tonight when Johnny hits. <laughs> the highest note ever sung by a human. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Larry, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. When I think Grease too, that's usually the moment I think of first. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why, but it is like it's almost yeah, it's almost inhuman the the noise he makes. Yeah. Like a, like a dolphin or something. <laughs> so do you have that queued up? 
somewhere? Or? I don't have that. I have that song, but not that particular part. I wanted to get like okay. a more, uh, a better uh, like representation of the song itself. So that's I, I went for a different direction in the song. <laughs> okay, do, right. I, do you want me to try and play it right now? <laughs> Using yeah. my limited Canadian technology. Listen up, folks. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Ah, uh, so that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> it kind of, it kind of broke out right when he right when he hit the thing. I don't know if it just blew Damn out the phone. Damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because well, anyway, it's kind of too high pitched for <laughs> human ears to hear. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a dog yes. whistle. I don't... But Larry, <laughs> it is awesome. W- would you like to play a sampling of the song there, Larry? Again, this takes place yes. at a bowling alley. We're going to score tonight at their bowling. A lot of Seagal twins in that scene. A lot of Seagal twins in that scene. I need a time code for the Seagal twins, Mike. I'll get cracking. (laughs) I don't have any. I don't have any. But they are there throughout. Number three. Here's my problem with that song, though, before we move on. Oh, Um, all right. That one needed more innuendo in it. (laughs) I just had the less scored now. There could have been more things like you stick your fingers in the holes and all this shit. Well, you could have really went further with it. I love it. The bed tells Paulette you got to stick your fingers in the hole, and she says, I don't want to ruin my nails when she's bowling, remember? Yep. Oh. You got to put that right. song now. <laughs> Find the right balls. <laughs> Jank, I think, I think you have a reboot in your future. Yeah, yeah. Grease 3. I think, yeah, I think you could take this movie and – Put the balls and fingering that it needs back into it. Here we go, Jack. Grease two. Grease two. Greasier. Yeah, do it. There you go. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to call it Son of Grease. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Maxwell Caulfield will be in it then. (laughs) He'll be the Tab Hunter teacher. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that guy's not a singer. (laughs) We'll talk about him later for sure. Number three, Michael. Okay, number three, immediately following that moment is when Paulette sings her part to Johnny, okay? I'm going to do my best. I'm going to hit play, Uh, and I'm going to hold it off, and hopefully this works, okay? Let's see. Ready? This is Paulette. Did you guys hear that? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! What is no. wrong? <laughs> I heard tweaking. I can kind of hear it. Yeah, I heard it. What did it's she like say, Mike? It's like full blast. Anyway. What did What did she say? She says, "Hey, Johnny, Johnny, uh, something, something, strike," and then I don't know what, but it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Soundtrack and 
The it's thing his is, third is, favorite thing in the movie, and you don't even know what it is. <laughs> I, I, look, hey, the, the literal meaning is not important. It's the passion that's behind it, okay? Yes. Like, <laughs> the clearly the, the best singer in this movie. Oh, she's so good, and she's uh, like, she's just great. And she's putting so much she's effort into it, you know? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right, you guys ready for number two? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I got the surround sound turned up to full blast. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I can make it work. Okay. This is oh, modern technology. Okay. This is my favorite song in the entire movie. Okay. Do you guys remember Girls of All Girl of All Seasons? Yeah. Or what is it called? Yeah. Yeah. This, this song. Oh, yeah. This song is implanted in my DNA. Okay. All right. It's so good, and this is the best moment is when Michelle Pfeiffer comes out for uh, winter, okay? I'm going to play this right now. Let me, let's see if this works. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Give it a second. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, listen to this part. <laughs> we can't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> This should be a new That's regular tournament. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't even hear Mike L anymore. <laughs> I, okay. Every every week we'll just have someone Nothing. come on and play audio clips that we can't hear, and they'll just keep asking. <laughs> <laughs> that that was like on eleven. On my surround <laughs> I heard nothing. We literally heard oh yeah, that one worse than the other ones. Yes. Oh my god. After ten tries, Michael, it's not working. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go, Larry. Do you have Girl for Go of All Seasons on your uh, queued up anywhere? I do. I do have it. Not not that particular part, I don't believe. But I. Yes, I think I, do have I think you should play a couple bars just so the listeners at home listen know what we're talking let, about. Let me just say, this is the uh, right. Pink Ladies. This is their show performance. They put on this. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, girl for all seasons. Oh, it, so so the the, uh, the pink ladies win the talent show kind of for the the girls. So Michelle Pfeiffer's named the queen of the graduation luau, and then Johnny <laughs> and the and the T Birds they win for the guy. So he's named the king of the graduation luau. So that's the big final scene of the movie, the big luau, and where the mystery biker shows up again, and we find out it's the Australian kid. Uh, uh, very awesome. thrilling. Yeah. Well, this is also the part where Michelle Pfeiffer thinks that Michael's dead. Yeah, they, she yeah. thought he jumped his motorcycle off a cliff and died. So she's very right. sad. Oh, that song is terrible, by the way. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the song, but he's great. all like, you know, in white, and oh, that whole fucking scene, brutal. Okay, hold on, hold on. I gotta back up here. That song sucks. But his the fact that he's in white leather because he's an angel is fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's it's funny. It, it's funny, but I mean, it, there's some there's a couple shitty songs in this movie for sure. 
We haven't got to the worst song of the movie yet. I, nobody's mentioned it yet. <laughs> All right. So I want to see if Mike we'll L is mentioning it. All right. <laughs> I think well, – am I number one already? What am I on here? Yeah, number one. I think you're on one. Oh, okay. Here's the problem. This can only be conveyed through description because the uh, the audience are, are, are 26 million listeners at home cannot yeah. hear this. They can only picture it through my description. But the okay. best scene yeah. in the entire movie, which has already been talked about by Larry tonight, is when Nagarelli goes out to confront Craterface at the bowling <laughs> alley. Remember? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when Craterface yeah. is there being all tough. And then, what's her name? Dolores uh, runs into the bowling alley and tells Nagarelli what's going on. So Nagarelli and Goose and uh, Lewis come out to confront him. And by the time they walk out, there's all, there's like 15 scorpions out there. So he walks out and he's like, comb. And he gives him the comb. He's like, uh, smoke. And he gives him the smoke. And then, Larry, what does he do? He kind of just makes a face, right? He kind of like just kind of fake steps towards him, I think. Like, you know, yeah. like you're going to lunge at somebody, but you don't really move. Right. And then, and and then, then he like, does that. <laughs> and Johnny tell just gets legs so, and runs. He gets so scared that he throws his comb up in the air and turns around and like crashes into Lewis's like shoulder. <laughs> but it's so fucking funny. Oh my yeah, God. It's the best pansy. moment of the whole movie. <laughs> it's kind of like one of those like three stooges. Yeah, or it's like Bugs Bunny, exactly. In fact, that yeah, movie, that scene is so good that I remember showing it to my buddy when I was like eight years old, when like in nineteen like eighty four or whatever. And then I also showed it to my nephew last month, and both of them thought <laughs> it was equally hilarious. Okay, <laughs> the best scene in the movie. <laughs> Oh, hold on a sec. Wait, wait. I got to give you a time code here. What am I doing here? I'm flacking. Oh. <laughs> flacking. So the time code on that scene is 5156, okay? All right. Let anyway. me write that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> now, does anybody else find it weird that, that the whole, you know, let's bowl tonight scene when Michael shows up out in the parking lot at no point? Like, the entire bowling alley is out there watching this whole fucking showdown go down between Michael and the, and the fucking uh, – Crater face gang. At no point do you ever hear anybody yell, Hey, get your fucking motorcycle off my car. He's driving his motorcycle all over their vehicles and shit. That's a good point. I mad. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> goggles. Okay, so worst song in the movie, Mike L. Go. The worst song is uh-oh. Michael, did we oh, lose we lost him? No. Yep. He's building a fence. Mm-hmm. He, he hung up. Oh, no. Skype will do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. He's not Skyping, I don't think. It's a regular phone uh-huh. number. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, yeah. Maybe his minutes ran out at 11. <laughs> well, Larry, <laughs> I'll say this. Maybe he's at For the Ed's house, and he sat in that spot. Yeah, Got to put his head near the wall. Uh, for me, Larry, <laughs> the worst song was uh, I don't know whatever that one that Australian kid was singing because I just fast forward right through it. I don't know what he was singing. <laughs> Which song? I don't know. There's one where he's looking all mopey and he's looking out the window and stuff, and uh, like he's in the cafeteria, oh, yeah. like my my charades. 
my but show I don't know. Yeah, as soon as he started terrible. singing, I just, I just pressed fast forward because fuck that. I'm not listening to that guy. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Maybe Mike L's messaging me on Facebook. No. Nope. Oh, yeah, he just All right, me. so. He messaged me on this Facebook. He did. Oh, well, he's calling the wrong number. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, give him the number. Give him the number. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Six more soon. Did you check your Facebook? Because I don't know if he's sec- texting us his number. I mean, I but can I call see. him back. Oh, yeah, oh, call no, him I back. Can't. I don't see his number. I don't have, I don't, the number's gone. It fell off the top. Because oh. normally it says call whatever number has dropped, but that message is now gone, so I don't have his number anymore. Are you on the sp- his area yeah. code? Oh, you know what? I know when me and Pete were doing it on Blog Talk still, uh, like when we'd hit that two-hour mark, for some reason callers, like if he was the caller and I was the host, it would just drop him off. <laughs> oh. So I wonder if that's what happened. Huh. Although I don't know how the rest of us are still here. Well, I'll just yeah. text him the number. Or not uh, text, he says he's called. Message. He says he's called four times and they won't pick up. Oh. Yeah, he's you might have to call show. him. Yeah, try and call uh, I'll hold. Oh, I gotta tell him to hold on. All right, um, Larry, I will send you an email right now with his phone number. Or should we just give it out over the air? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was gonna just message him on Facebook, but if you have it right there. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. All right, Larry, I just sent you an email with his number. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> I don't see the phone thing anymore. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, t- uh, talk, talk, the monk, talk amongst yourselves while I explain this to my guest. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Jank. What's yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, not too much. What is your, uh, what's your pick for the worst song? I'm very curious. Oh, now. here I'll, I'll just, I'll just play the clip because uh, there is clearly one worse song in this movie, and uh, this is it. <laughs> For if we give our very best, I know that we will more than pass the test. What are you doing, Louis? Get off of me! Just think about it. What if you and me was to die right here tonight without ever doing it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Larry, is there any uh, option on the switchboard to use Skype 
uh, available? Uh, a Skype button? No. Like that's off? Uh-uh. Yep. All right. Oh, well. Well, thanks to Mike L. for calling in. He was very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks, Mike L. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Maybe after 11 o'clock you can't call out anymore. That's probably yep. what I'm thinking. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was Grease 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. It, was be- it was better than I thought it was going to be, Larry, because you were, said you were interested in what I thought of this film. So um, I really did like the musical numbers. I, I thought they were much better than I expected them to be. Uh, yeah, they're catchy. Like a, they're poppy. Yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. Um, I would say the two biggest problems are the miscasting, that the Australian kid's terrible, Adrian Zemet is terrible. Is that guy. I mean, he's fine in what he does, but he just shouldn't be that guy. He just shouldn't be cast as that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the Australian kid is just brutal. Like he should not have been cast. And it's it's way too long. It's like an hour and oh, 51 minutes. Oh, it's very minutes. long. Yeah. Yeah, it is fucking way long. How long is it? One hour and 51 minutes. Yikes. That's a lot. That's a lot. Jank. Uh, the Jank leave now, too? Oh. So, uh, yeah, no, he <laughs> says he's still on. Huh. All right. Anyways, maybe that's blog talk. Just saying like, uh, yeah, we've had enough yeah. of Greece too. <laughs> Hello. Oh, there's Jank. Oh, there's Jank. Oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> I went off the headset. Were you masturbating? Jank. <laughs> so maybe give me a, give me a, you know, just give me a quick summary of what, you know, 36, I don't know how old you are, Kevin Jank's Grease 2 <laughs> first-time viewing was. Um, How old are you? I mean, it wasn't the 37. Uh, oh, okay. In a row. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It was okay. I wasn't blown away. Um, like I said, that middle section, it got pretty interesting, but really the whole thing yeah. with the Australian guy and Michelle Pfeiffer wasn't really doing much for me. Yeah, I mean, Michelle they, they Pfeiffer was no. great, but their chemistry was not good. And <laughs> the whole well, apparently really didn't go anywhere. Apparently, Jack, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer did not like him behind the scenes. She thought he was an arrogant <laughs> prick. And I think it shows. It's shocking. <laughs> Well, she seems oh, Mike, like a Mike, fucking bitch too. This explains it. Uh, this explains it, uh, Larry. Mike L says he accidentally hit the hang up button by accident. So uh, that's why he. he got yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Canadian technology. Um, but did you guys feel though, like this movie's so terrible, it's awesome? Like you guys didn't get that vibe from it. I no. Yeah, like. I can get why people I can get why people like you and Brandon and Mike L are excited because it's just goofy and it's fun and it's like the things that are so bad about it could be charming. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah, way sense. too long and there is no plot. Yeah. Like the plot kicks in maybe forty five minutes into the film, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> even then, it's just not that great of a plot. Uh, yeah, you can you can you can tell they started filming without a finished script. Um, like <laughs> yeah, there's no, co- 
there's no cohesion throughout the film. I don't know. It should have added more scenes with that uh, lady in the office playing the xylophone. Those two were in the first Grease. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that would make sense. The principal okay. and her assistant. And Sid yeah, Caesar was in the first Grease. The gym teacher. Oh. He was in the first Grease movie. He was the gym teacher then. Uh, the, the Seagal twins said they loved the. Uh, they said, "Who did you really like on the? You know, did you make friends with any of the old cast members?" And they said they both loved whoever those old ladies were. Uh, oh really? Uh, yeah, they said they were really <laughs> sweet. They always gave them a big hug when they came on. And they said, "Did you have a crush on anyone on set?" And they both said Michelle Pfeiffer because they said she was just so beautiful. <laughs> oh. Like she was just so beautiful huh. and so nice. Yeah. But notice neither one of them mentioned that Caulfield guy. And then I guess, uh, <laughs> you know, the big scene where the uh, motorcycle scene where she's riding on him uh, behind him and then spins around on him while they're riding. Yeah. Uh-huh. She did yeah. that herself. That was her. She did that stunt herself. Really? And nice. stunt dr- which is kind of risky. I mean, she's not wearing a helmet or anything. And <laughs> Yeah, it's very uh, risky. Yeah. The, the stunt driver, the, the guy riding the motorcycle, he said she was great. She was just great to work with, and she was awesome. So. Well, I, so I think so. she's a nice person. Oh, that's good and to hear. That Maxwell Caulfield's a dick, apparently. So. <laughs> you know, you here's know, the thing, like, <laughs> Grease too bald. He didn't have trouble getting work, but he had trouble getting work after, probably because he's a dick. That could be why, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, she, <laughs> you know, she's hot, though. Yeah. <laughs> that does help. for me, like, with Michelle Pfeiffer, it's always been, like, this thing where, like, I want to like Michelle Pfeiffer, but, like, I just don't for some reason like and it's nothing against her but i just like i'm always like she's like the movie equivalent of rem for me like i always <laughs> wanted to like rem but then i listened to rem and i was like i don't fucking get rem and I, it's kind of how i am with michelle pfeiffer like i, I want to like her then i watch her movies and i'm like i don't know whatever i don't get it <laughs> yeah. i think she she's one of those people who does that one thing very well like, I can't see her doing a lot of crazy, like, you know, like, life of the party type movies where she's, like, over the top. But she does, like, her yeah. kind of cool, too cool for school kind of thing pretty well. But, you know, here's another thing. You know how you can tell Michelle Pfeiffer sucks is that, like, <laughs> they, she's never been in another musical because she oh, can't yeah. sing. <laughs> I know. Well, she openly admits well, that. She, she was taking singing lessons just to do the movie. Like she admits, like she's not a great singer or dancer, but I think she's still great to look at in film. You know, it's very entertaining to look at her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't have to be a great musical star to be a good actor, though. <laughs> yeah, tons of people just don't uh, do musicals. By the way, Larry, Mike L and I are still chatting. He says his pick for the worst song in the movie is "My Charade" by Max Caulfield, and that would be my pick. Yeah, that's well. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a te- that is terrible. That, that song is too, but... is tougher to get through. Ugh. It's shorter though. Random. It's not. It's not a longer song, that, which is nice in that movie. All right, so Mike Dell. Let's say you're back on the set, 1982. Mike Dell. Yeah. Mike Dell's 23 years old. The Gold Twins. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. The choice is. You have is... to bang Maxwell Caulfield or Christopher McDonald. <laughs> Who do you choose? Okay. You get Michelle Pfeiffer or one. Seagal twin. Oh, oh, well, I, oh, well, I would probably go. <laughs> and the other one I gets thrown off a cliff. 
I would probably take Michelle Pfeiffer just because I wouldn't want the two sisters to to fight for my love. You know, I want to keep that that relationship. Well, what I say, they're they're very agreeable. Like one's clearly into it, and the other one's clearly not. Oh, then I want a Seagal twin because okay. uh, you know maybe if I bump my head or something on the headboard, it would look like there's two of them there. So it would be the same thing. Well, or it would look like well, you could have two Michelle Pfeiffer's under that theory. <laughs> But the Seagal twins are up there higher than Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, they're they're way near the top of my all time list. Like, you know, it's like Oscar, Mary Tyler Moore, <laughs> and the Seagal twins. So. That's a, an eclectic mix of ladies right off the bat. It sure yeah. is. This sounds like a list you guys need to do. I think it's been a while since you had any kind of a yeah, yeah. I was thinking that earlier today 11. too. Well, it has to be at least the, five years. Oh well, the last list we did, I think I had Oscar's number one. I think it was 2016 or 15, something like that. But, well, I think uh, the last time you did this, it was all lady wrestlers, <laughs> like both yeah. of you. Yeah, because <laughs> you were just running out of anyone else to put on the list. Yeah, because it's fine <laughs> when we're in our 20s and we're early 30s, maybe. But when you're in your mid 40s, still doing the ladies list, it's a little creepy, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it was always creepy. Yeah, yeah, it always was. <laughs> when you're in your 40s, yeah. it's real. But, yeah. What about porn ladies? You just do it mentally. <laughs> oh, Mike L says he's watching Grease too right now, so he's fine. So that's... <laughs> oh, all right. Give that's us cool. a time code. Where is that? <laughs> hey, Jank. Yeah. Uh, are you? Have you ever listened to Artie Lang's Halfway House? Ah, uh, no. No. Are you good? a fan of like Artie Lang? Yeah, he's all right. I like some of the stuff. All right, I didn't know. Like, were you into Stern and all that? Like, because the Artie Lang years were awesome when he was on Stern. You know what? But, I never really listened to him much Stern. Oh, okay. Well, then you probably I think I would like it, but podcast. I just never did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but he has a podcast. It, it, it's pretty good. I, I, I do enjoy it. Hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah, because he's like, you know, he just got out of jail. And rehab and all that shit. So like he brings people on. Like he had Lawrence Taylor on. Like he gets all celebrities, but usually they've also had drug problems or something. And so while he's telling stories and you know cracking jokes, they're talking about you know like you know getting through life after you know coming off addiction and shit. It, it, it's a good podcast. Already Did you get Norm Macdonald on to talk about dirty work. No, now that you say it, yeah, Norm hasn't been on yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, oh, it's got to happen. Uh, come on the plan. <laughs> Look at Norm. And if uh, if you're scoring at home, Mike L is at one hour and 49 minutes of Grace 2. Already? He just came up the end. six minutes ago. <laughs> but Larry, what watched we... 20 days of Luau. What if we do that some night, Larry, where we have me, you, Brandon, and Mike L watch Grease 2 and provide commentary? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, because that'd be – because I'll be honest with you. I had some I had some good, like, mystery science theater caliber shit going while Nick and I were watching it earlier today. All right. Well, maybe we'll do that. Because I was thinking to myself, good. man, I should be – I was like, oh, this would have been hilarious on the podcast if we were watching that. That was a good joke. <laughs> But I'll know. listen. Yeah, <laughs> you're in on it. You're not <laughs> listening. 
You're the um, you're the bubblegum machine. <laughs> I'm still trying. Here's what right, aggravates me. Uh, well, Mike Ellen and I always converse through uh, Facebook Messenger, and I usually use monkey stickers for my emoticons. They're like these monkeys. Yeah. And now they changed mm-hmm. it, uh-huh. so I have to search for the monkeys. They're not always available. I have to like go and search for the monkeys now, and it really pisses me off. Um, you know what? Most of the time, they're just you know Michael. Creepier Messler. than forty-something-year-old guys making <laughs> lists of women is forty-something-year-old guys searching for monkey emojis. <laughs> Uh, um, what, what else uh, should we discuss? Uh, I watched all of Humans. I watched all three seasons of oh, Humans. Oh damn! Yeah, it's. Uh, should we bring Puppy on? Oh, is he on the line? Yeah, I just see. Yeah, he he's been here for a little bit. Oh, I know that's his his show. Tuffy. Tuffy. Nice. I guess he's not here. All right, no Tuffy. I, like, if you are listening, Tuffy, let me just say this is two weeks in a row. You haven't been here, and I'm going to have to request that you send me at least two bags of good bean back. <laughs> you're, you're not earning your good bean. I'm very disappointed. Uh, but Humans, it's a TV show. It was on AMC, I guess, the area, but it was filmed in Britain, and, uh, you know, they brought it to AMC. They they, they mm-hmm. seem to do that, right? They take shows from Britain and put them on AMC. Yeah, Netflix does that too a lot. I think they just need someone to air it over here. <laughs> then whoever so will pay for it, they can do it. It lasted three seasons, eight episodes each season. It's about a future where robots are in everyone's household. They're like commonplace. They do all the, the normal stuff for people. But uh, here, these robots, there's five robots that are conscious. And uh, then all these other robots become conscious. And then there's a big debate, well, what makes you human? What doesn't? Should they have rights? Should they not have rights? Uh, it's, but I gotta tell you, it's really, really good. Jank, have you watched more than just the first episode? I yeah, I think I watched show? the first four. <laughs> Larry, you've the watched the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? It has Anthony Hopkins in it and Jeffrey Wright, and it's called <laughs> Westworld. No, <laughs> it's it's much better than Westworld. Uh, this was before Westworld, so by the way, so, that's uh, true. Um, yeah, it's just Westworld. a little bit. At least the TV show. <laughs> the movie was first. Um, but uh, this is a really good show. Uh, especially, I think, season two is really, really strong. So Nice. Yeah. It's, if yeah, I, I like it so far. I'm going to keep going. With it. If I make my list of top 11 like hour-long shows, this would be on the bot- near the bottom of the list. It would be on the list. It would be... Huh. Like, is it... Because it talks about important things. That's what I look for in a show, Larry. So, like, that's why the leftovers are. I, I love that so much because it talks about important things. And this is really breaking down important things as well. And season two is about dealing with trauma and how people cope with it, and it, it's really good, really good stuff. So, uh, big thumbs up for him. See, I, I look for shallow. And there's a things. good ending. <laughs> uh, well, the ending, the ending is pretty good. They weren't. They didn't know they were ending. They were hoping oh, to do it. Damn it. Season. So they, but they end season three in a way that it works uh, if it is a series ending because it it leaves it open for like you know what you can imagine what happens next. Um, hmm. But I, they were hoping to do a fourth season and they they got canceled, which is sad. Oh, but the, yeah, it's, it's a really it's a really good. But the ending is is satisfying though. Like it, you can see where it's going. So, but I I liked it. Um, and the, the big thing about it. 
No, no, no vagina. <laughs> but the the big thing about it is uh, when you're writing characters, you want to make uh, – the way you reveal characterization is, is you make them make choices. That's what you want to do. Have these characters make a choice. And in season mm-hmm. two, characters make some pretty interesting choices. And uh, so I really highly recommend humans. I'd give it a whirl. Okay. Just butthole? Uh, <laughs> no. But it, it stars uh, what's the girl Mag- Maggie Chen is that Chan? Is that uh, Gemma Chan. Gemma, Gemma, not Maggie. I had all the letters. <laughs> Maggie Q is thinking of Maggie Q. That's racist. Uh, You're so racist. I don't That's a racist I don't statement. <laughs> Gemma Chan. I knew there was M and a G and an A involved. I, uh, or you're just gender swapping Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gemma Chan. She is tremendous. <laughs> and then in season oh season two, there's a there's a robot named Hester who is also tremendous. And when I was watching, I was like, oh, wow, she, I like her. Uh, what what do I know her from? And uh, she also plays the sister on Lodge 49. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I like her a lot, too, yeah. Yeah. So, check it out. Larry, um, did you watch the first episode of Lodge 49 at all? Uh, Hello? Hello? <laughs> 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 no, I did not watch it, no. You know what I did watch the other day is uh, – I called off work the other day, and uh, I watched a whole season of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> like a new one? No. Like a newer one? old one? No. <laughs> like which, like who was on it? Anyone we would recognize? Rock. Yeah. Remember Rock, season three? Rock. I don't remember that. Uh, um. Well, that's the season we're watching now. I watched season two. That had on um, Heather... Was the girl who won? Yeah, you would recognize them if you saw if I them. Saw. Yeah, but I don't know. Their yeah, 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 yeah. But no. keep in mind, when Larry says he watches a whole season of Hell's Kitchen, there's probably like what twenty six episodes, something like that. No, um, no, I think there's only like, <laughs> I think there's ten or twelve. No, like that. no. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're fucking insane. I watched it. There's more than twelve episodes of Hell's Kitchen, right? <laughs> no, oh. there was like twelve episodes, I think. Yeah, that's probably about right. Really? I yeah. thought they were on a very long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like they just do it several times a year, so it seems like it's always on. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> or uh, yeah. They... Plus, it's also the same show every season, so nothing ever changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is true. They double up the season, so it's, yeah, it seems like it's on all year. But all right. <laughs> uh... One, there was eleven episodes in season two. No, oh, season two. I'm right, looking so at I'm looking it right season. now. Well, I'm, I thought you said watch <laughs> season three. I thought we were talking about season three. Uh, no, I, we're watching season three right now. Yeah, season two uh, was eleven. I watched the whole thing on Monday. I, I never moved out of bed. I just laid here and I was like, Ugh, and I just left Hell's Kitchen on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, and I haven't watched. Is there a new season of Hell's Kitchen like right now? Is there one going on right now? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know though. I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched one in a while. I sounded like a robot. What was going on? It sounded like yeah. A <laughs> I thought that was you. No, the jank. Jank, you have a robot. No, Do you have me. a sex robot <laughs> at your house, jank? <laughs> oh, wait, hello. <laughs> it's Puffy. 
It's Puffy. Oh, there we go. Where the hell did he Puffy? come from? Uh, <laughs> my brother called me, so I was on the other line. Oh. And then I came back, and I don't know if I was on the show or not, so I was yeah doing stuff on my computer. Well, well, Tuffy, uh, sadly, because you weren't here when we, you were called, I need to get some good bean back from you. You have to give some back. Because you can have days. pretty much all of it back. <laughs> all right, <fair> enough. <laughs> Most of it's unopened still. But, but Tuffy, I was just telling all the kids, I watched uh, I watched all of Humans, all three seasons, and it is spectacular. So yeah, keep watching, keep watching it. Yeah. Did I miss the Expanse talk tonight? <laughs> no, we, we haven't watched the Expanse. You did miss a lot of Grease 2 talk, if you're, if you're coming. Yes, a lot. Tuffy, have you ever seen Grease 2? No, I have not. <laughs> well, if you're at home and you want to watch the Grease 2, it's available for free on 2B TV. 2B TV. You can watch it. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I think it's on YouTube. Grease 2. <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you put on the Oscar socks, crack open the good bean, and watch some Grease 2. <laughs> That'll be a good night for everybody. Uh, so, Tuffy, where were you last week? Were you in Michigan last week? No, I've had work stuff going on the last couple weeks. Very busy. Mm. Tuffy's very busy. Uh-oh. Yeah. <coughs> but, and by work stuff, you mean watching Twin Peaks? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Tuffy. Tuffy, how but many very months busy. away I'm are actually... from uh, the State Fair? Uh, that's in August. Oh, okay. So oh. Still got some time. oh, wow. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, You're actually Survivor's not, back. Though. I watched Survivor. Yeah, how is that? I have it on the DVR, but we haven't watched it. Good. It's like all winners? It's all champions? Yeah, all past winners. Hmm. Like, how many people are on there? 12, 16. Oh, my God, 20. What about Ethan? Uh, I think so. Was he like season two or something? He was on a couple seasons. I think he won. He was, I think he won Africa. I don't know what number that was. He had like curly hair, soccer guy, I think, and then I think he got cancer. He's on there. Okay. Yeah. What about Jenna Marasco? Uh, I don't think so. All right, but Boston Robin Amber are on there for sure. Yep, Sandra. What about the lady that won season two? Tina is that her name? I don't remember her being there, but I, I don't know. There's a lot of people. It's hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, there's twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what about uh, what about the real smart kid that won just like two or three years ago? He was like uh, mm. the nerdy kid. I can't remember his name, but we like that kid. Uh, depending who you're talking about, maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> yes. So what what what's the catch? Like, what's the gimmick this year other than they're all winners? Like, is there a Redemption Island or something like that? Or so there's no an immunity extinction island. If you watched, I think, two seasons ago they had that. I did not watch. Or when you get voted out. You go to this other island, and then eventually one of those people gets back in the game. So it's oh, like Redemption right. Island, except it's not a week-to-week thing. It's like everybody goes there all at once, and there's one big competition for one person to get back in. Oh, I see. And all there's right. this new thing called Spire Tokens that are 
something that I don't really oh, understand. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go with the gimmicks. Like, God forbid they just put 20 people on a beach and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff Probst had, like, an erection the whole time pretty much because he's so excited <laughs> to have all these winners and this great social experiment, <laughs> blah, 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 whatever. I'm sure he would love to bang Boston Rob. Yeah. <laughs> now, does Boston yeah. Rob look the same, or did he get fat? Is he fatter, bald, anything? Oh, he's got a he belly now. Exactly he's the... not bald, but he does, does not he? look in shape. <laughs> what about Amber? How's she looking? How'd, how'd life treat her? Pretty good for having four kids. Oh, yeah, four oh kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yikes. Poverty's back. Oh, uh, po- oh not poverty. Oh, yeah. Poverty. <laughs> Who names yeah, the kid like poverty? Girl. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. Yule. Well, Yule's he's... another good one who's back. Was he a bald guy? No, he's an Asian guy. He was on the Race Wars season. <laughs> oh, okay. I kind of remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, maybe I'll check it out. the tribes out by ethnic groups. Yes. <laughs> the so, they were only split for like a couple weeks though, right? If I remember. Like it yeah. wasn't long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I remember Yule and Ozzy being like a big alliance, and they would have been on separate tribes to start, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ozzy, that's who I'm thinking of, not Ethan. But Ethan is the guy, yeah, okay, Ozzy was the other dude I was yeah. thinking of. Cause Ozzy but was Ozzy really never awesome won, too, even game. though he was on, like, three or four seasons. Oh, he never won one? Okay, but he was a very good no, player. No, because sure. he was always the guy who, like, when they merged, he would win, like, five straight individual immunities, and then the first one he lost, he would get voted out. Yeah, like, we've got to get rid of this asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, I'll I'll probably watch it. It's a, I I wish Big Brother would do like an all winners to see how that would go. Yeah. But I, I mean, don't like know. half the people on the Survivor thing, I don't even know who they are, and I've watched a lot of these seasons. <laughs> but that's that's not a good sign. No. What about? Uh, but you got your stars. Who's who? Uh, I can't remember her name. She's like. Uh, she won. She won a season, and I think she came back the next season and almost won again. Uh, I don't like, know, I don't know if she's about. a Mexican lady or she was like a strong, like independent woman. Like she was really good. She was like a famous Sandra? winner. Like, uh, yeah, the only person yeah. who's won is twice is Sandra. There? Yeah, yeah, she's on there. Yes. Oh, okay, that's who I meant. Oh, she did win twice. Okay. I didn't know if she Yeah, won she's the only person who's won twice. Alright. It's good that's, because that's you get crazy. people It's good because you can have people like Boston Rob, but they're not with new players because that would be dumb. <laughs> right. Because like you want to, those are the people you want to see again. But you need to have other people who know what they're doing, so the past winners thing kind of works for that. Yeah. Or you have like everybody's so, experienced, but they're still too dumb to take out Boston Rob and Sandra in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if either one of those two win, that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a reason they're known as the best players ever because they are. But so, yeah. The, the other the other day I was on Twitter and <clears throat> you know, Evil Dick 
from Big Brother. He, you know, he watches Survivor and, and stuff. I saw him talking mm-hmm. with somebody. Like, there was a conversation going. And they were showing, like, there was a still shot of the, like, Boston Rob's team. was. They were building their, their shelter. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, look at these planks that they're using. Like, these are per- – like, they, they were perfectly cut – Home Depot laminated looking floorboards. Like, where the fuck did they get those at? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because when I watch Survivor, they're making shit out of bushes and stuff. They ain't got a Home yeah. Depot. Did they win a Home Depot challenge? Because I remember there was like a Home no. Depot challenge one season where they got nails and shit like that, hammers and tools. Yeah. No, I mean, all right. these are all people who have been on Survivor, like some of them two, three, four times. Right. So, like, they know what they're but doing. But they're not making laminated <laughs> two-by-twelve. They made connections with the camera people to give them some stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't know. Yeah, all right. Are you still there, Mike, though? Yeah, I'm still here. I don't watch Survivor. Oh, all right. So. No, I understand. Should. I didn't know if you, you know, <laughs> the season to watch. Talks acting weird. <laughs> well, he yeah. won't know who anybody is. Yeah. That doesn't matter. I, yeah. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, true. I tried to watch uh, Survivor a couple years ago, remember? And I just couldn't take it because Jeff Probst is such an arrogant prick. That is smug <laughs> asshole. I see what you're talking about. These aren't just like pl- these are like tongue and groove boards. <laughs> like they got flooring yeah. material. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Where'd they get linoleum? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, was, I was listening to Doug Loves Movies today, and uh, he had Drew Carey on. And <laughs> Drew Carey was telling everybody how you, like, win certain games on Price is Right. Like, yeah. if you ever get on, he was sh- telling you how you win Planko. Uh, the, the cliffhanger game, he's like, just bet 25, 35, or 45. He's like... You're fine. You'll win. <laughs> and then one other game, I forget what the game was. He's like, every prize ends in zero. He's like, nobody knows hey, that, but they, they all end in, in a zero, so just keep that in mind. That's and then his phone rang. Like, you heard his phone ringing, and then they're like, oh, it's CBS calling. <clears throat> hey, but this reminds me. Uh, last week before the show, Larry and I were discussing uh, the monologues. Remember, Larry? And we were saying – yeah. When you did the monologues, and you, yeah. you, I said to them right from the start, and you said you only did the monologues around seasons four, five, and six or something of the show. Yeah. yeah. And so I went back and I looked, and uh, you start, you did them right from the start. And when I, because you're making jokes about Clay Aiken, I'm like, well, you weren't making jokes about Clay Aiken in 2000 and whatever. <laughs> but the other thing is, <laughs> yeah, I, I checked to see what year Drew Carey started hosting that Price is Right. Because uh-huh. after you left Clay Aiken, you did Drew Carey. If you had to guess, Larry, what year did he start hosting The Price is Right? Uh, all right, it's 20, um, 2010. 2007, the same first year of our show, he started doing The Price is Right. Wow. Really? It's weird. Crazy, right? That's very yeah. weird. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Shit. Time is weird, man. The older you get, yeah, the, it is. the weirder it is. It makes no you know, sense. It's true. Oh. It makes no sense. 
But anyway, uh, what, what else is going on, Tuffy? Nothing. Fucking lawyer. How, how much money did you spend getting Kyrie Sane on Champions, Tuffy? Zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I ran the math, Tuffy, and apparently if you spend about $1,000, you can get uh, halfway there to getting her. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't... Uh, you know that guy, think I'm gonna do Gerson? That. Yeah. yeah. I somebody I saw on our little Facebook page thing. Uh, somebody was talking about that he spent three thousand dollars to get Hall of Fame Lita. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's three the fuck. Grand. Yeah, I think I was watching like uh, the his character preview videos and I clicked onto his channel and it's like Lita pulls. It's like $250 for however many pulls. And it's like, he bought like four of them. It's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. He, he's probably, you know, he's probably making mad money off of YouTube though. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Sure. You don't want to do champions, Jank. Come on. You only need a couple grand to start. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Take up smoking crack; it'd be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, so I told Larry, <laughs> I could get I could get a prostitute to dress like Kyrie Sane for a lot less than a thousand dollars. And then we figured out he could probably, probably take one bag of Kyrie Sane for a thousand dollars. Yeah, if I if I told Kyrie Sane, hey, a thousand dollars come to my birthday party, she'd show up. You know, yeah, thousand dollars, why not? Yeah, she might bring Oscar with her. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, um, what else? Anything right. else to this? Anything else? Yeah, I got nothing. There's uh, that robot again. There's that robot again. What, what's going on? I think that's a car in my parking I lot. Oh, hmm. I, we thought you got one of them adult eighteen sex robots, Tuffy. The adult mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any, only. Did yeah. <laughs> you guys watch that XFL last week? I did not. No. I, totally <laughs> well, I assume you guys already did your big Daytona 500 did. preview tonight. Yes. Yeah. We we broke down. Yeah. The yeah. I missed that. I guess. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next. We're both. Maybe next year. We're both going with Kyle Busch. Yeah. <laughs> He's very good. good. Oh, is he? Is he a racer? <laughs> is he still race? Yeah. Yeah. He won the huh, championship yeah. last year. Oh yeah, we're both going with Kyle Busch. Larry just picked that because that was his porn name. If he ever did porn. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Might be Harry Bush. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Jank. Tune in on Sunday. Anything else to discuss, Jank? Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) We've hit all the all the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. All the good stuff. All right, then I guess we're done. Yeah, and I missed the Oscar Yay! recap, too, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, yeah, Mike Gale actually did talk yeah. about the Oscars. Yeah, okay. Uh, him and Jank actually chimed in as well. Um, yeah. The show itself is awful. I need to stop watching that thing. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> watched I've... Herb, uh, Herb lately? Nope. nope. It's been pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Ugh. Nope. Uh, hmm. All right. Yeah, I guess we're done here. So yeah. thanks to Mike L. 
And uh, maybe since, you know, it ended so abruptly, um, we'll get him and Brandon on to do a whole Grease 2 commentary. That would be great. I think. Um, sure. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Brandon. Yeah, thanks to Brandon <laughs> for not showing up. Uh, thanks to uh, Tuffy for uh, sitting in a parking lot somewhere and talking to us. That's always good. And uh, thanks to Jank. Well, what, what about the original Jankster, Jack? Anything coming up this week? <laughs> uh, yep, we should be recording one uh, this weekend. Uh, about Grease 2? Okay. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Keep that train rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, go uh, listen to Cross Flea Market Fantasy. Episode. We got the Justice League this week on Flea Market Fantasy, Larry. The Justice League. Mm. Times. Yeah, Mike Bell picked the Batman yeah. issue. Yeah, there's a big monkey in it. Good stuff. <laughs> and uh, New Mutants next week. And then the week after that, All-Star Squadron. Look, we're, Why don't you come on and talk All-Star Squadron with us, Larry? I, because, like, <laughs> you know, it'd have to be like a two-parter at least. And, you know, I, I, I could go on for days about them guys. <laughs> All right. Well, fair you enough. know me and my squadrons. I love them. <laughs> all right, so next all week, right. uh, I don't know. We'll have, uh, maybe just Tuffy all night. We'll just talk to Tuffy all night. That'll be it. Yeah, yeah. Tuffy, where the hell? God damn. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Very busy these days. It's very busy. <laughs> oh, oh, Tuffy, I got NHL 20 for PlayStation. That's exciting. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Because I got tired of going I, uh, online and there's never anyone to play because all the kids who had 19 moved on, so there's no one there to play online. So I'm like, oh, all right. I just bit the bullet. Yeah, I let, my, uh, I let my PlayStation Plus subscription lapse because I never used it. So. Yeah, it'll suck. Yeah. So. Um, but like NHL 20, the graphics are a little better, but it, it's basically the same exact game. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. What a racket. Yeah, it is. It really, really is. All right. All right, Larry. I guess we're done. All right. Go to one nine books. Buy books. Get books edited if you need. One nine books. Ask for Mike Dell. Tell him Larry sent you. You get 10% off. <laughs> now you have to do that now, Mike Dell. I, I fucking orally committed you to that. Yes. Um,. Original Janksters, I'm sure, this weekend. I heard you say yep. something, but then I was doing <laughs> something. Um, <laughs> all right, so look for that. And then Tuffy's busy at work, so don't bother him. Uh, all right, next week. Daytona 500. Then past the Daytona 500 <laughs> for Tuffy. He'll be busy doing that. All right, we'll be back next week. Until then, pass the gin, Governor.
A woman's very afraid of the size of her opening. She goes to her mother, what am I going to do? I'm so big down there. When I marry Harry, he's going to divorce me. She says, don't worry, sweetheart. Do what I did when I married your father. It runs in the family. Go to the market, get some raw liver, put it in there. I'll never know the difference. She does. They get married. They have eight hours of sex. She wakes up in the morning. He's gone. There's a note on her pillow. My darling Harriet, to think that I waited here to consummate our love relationship makes my heart beat so loud I'm surprised I didn't wake you up. The only reason I didn't wake you up, my darling, is the sun was shining through the window on your face, and you were like the pot of gold at the end of my love rainbow. The only reason I'm not here now, darling, is that I'm at work to make enough money to buy you a house, a picket fence, we'll have dogs and children. When the five o'clock dinner bell rings, I'll be home like the wicked gossamer of love in your arms, your loving husband, Harry. P.S. Your cunt is in the sink. <laughs> Thank you very much.